right, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I'm here with Matt. Yeah. Yeah, man. And there's no news this week other than one that I added, because I was excited. Well, there's technically a well, little... Well, technically the Game Awards stuff. But... Well, that was last week, but I was uh... thinking, like, uh, Gearbox announced that they're shutting down the servers for... Oh, Battleborn? Battleborn? Yeah, that's... Which, that's not really news. No, also, what? that's not a tragic loss. No, but... Here's a little tidbit that I learned from kind of funny. Yeah. Apparently, there's a, a subreddit for Battleborn porn. Yes, that is true. And apparently, it was traced back to an employee who works at Gearbox. No way. And it may have been Randy Pitchford himself. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really funny tidbit. Oh, that would be <laughs> that would be something else if it was Randy Pitchford that started the Battleborn porn. That's it a weird subreddit. thing to say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's not much news. I just thought that was really funny. Well, I have news for me as. <laughs> Someone who played the rhythm game DJ Max Respect for, mm-hmm. like, 90 hours last year, and probably another 90 this year with DLC, I have been waiting patiently. Usually every two months they announce their new DLC. This time, instead, they were like, whoa, DJ Max Respect slash V, mm-hmm. and then there was a teaser that was 40 seconds that showed a whole bunch of new music, and then at the end, it shows the keys on a keyboard which would be 10 buttons, and it says it's coming to Steam, that shit is insane, because I will be able to play so much better if I have my hands on a keyboard. And I already spent over $200 on DLC for that product, so hopefully when it comes to Steam, I don't have to buy that again. But I would, because I like it that much. But also, I hope that this stuff comes to the PS4 version, which Mm -hmm. it may not. But there's a live stream on the 5th, with Korean time, so technically, like, wicked early in the morning on the 5th. Right. I will know probably the release date and when it's going to come out. But either way, mm-hmm. there's a new GJ Max Respect game. And normally, when things like this are posted on websites, all the comments are, what is this? Or, who cares? Literally every comment I saw on every forum, every article about this was, DJ Max Respect is one of the best rhythm games of all time. I can't wait to buy it a second time. And that's what we deserve. (laughs) Everyone who likes rhythm games should buy DJ Max Respect because it is a fucking incredible game. And now everyone who is like, but I don't have a PS4 can shut up that I know and buy it on Steam. No, do you think this will work well with like the Steam Workshop? Yes, because you could probably make sick custom songs. But then, like, you oh. have to like actually know what you're doing. I know. You can't half-ass no, you can't that. half-ass that. Which is what people who play the rhythm game Osu do. Most mm-hmm. of that is half-assed. But for this, people will probably actually try really hard, mm-hmm. or just import charts from rhythm games that are very similar to DJ Max. So it will be so dope. Yeah, that's cool. That's I can't cool. fucking wait. Anyways, the game awards. That's Jeff the, Keeley's. The big one hosted award ceremony every mm-hmm. year in December that sometimes cuts off games that were made in the year of that they happen like right. last year Super Smash Brothers was not it came out too late it came out the night of the game awards it last did. year yes well yeah uh, technically it was the next day technically uh cuz you went and picked it up at it, midnight it was uh that's available for this year yes and so we're going to just kind of go through I Pretty much did all of the nominees, and then at the end, I thought we could discuss um, 
what we might see as announcements for the world, oh, the world oh, premieres. World exclusive. Everybody has yes. a world exclusive. So um, I just thought like that could be. You know, yeah, could and be. we probably shouldn't pick like what we we would pick because I don't want to like ruin the categories and the game of the year for us like later on but like we can at least discuss like what we think will win yeah because this is also it's based on a panel of judges so they're like mostly game journalists or luminaries in the gaming industry and they vote but also there is the people can vote if you go to the game awards website Yes, which I don't know how that's weighted. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's weighted. I assume probably poorly. <laughs> I assume that the the people who nominate and like the outlets that actually vote have uh, much more weight than the. the I would think people. so, but then, yeah. I mean, maybe it's fifty fifty, but I I would rather like. I don't know. A bunch of loonies not yes. have their say. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the internet hive mind. Yeah, doesn't maybe doesn't deserve it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from on that. So, um, but like uh, the game of the year, it's uh, Control, mm-hmm. Death Stranding, nope, Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate that came out in 2018. Yeah, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, and The Outer Worlds. Okay. Now, now from this list, what do you think is going to win? I, oh God, I actually don't know. I think I, it would be either. I think it would be either uh, Resident Evil Two or Sekiro. See, I I think those two are out. Really? Because I just think they're like so niche. Yeah, but like from software games, always get like they super high praise. They get high praise, but like I'm trying to think like Giant Bomb. Think well, of, would they pick? Would no? I think that like uh most it depends because. Right. I would have said Control until I recently started seeing a bunch of people say they really liked the first half of Control, Mm -hmm. and then they stopped playing it because either it was too hard or some other thing happened and they didn't like it as much. Right. So that game, I think when it first came out, everyone was super hot on it, but now I keep seeing a bunch of people who were like, maybe I didn't actually like it as much. So I don't don't know. I found personally that I have cooled on it. Yeah. And then also... I, I, I it had performance issues. I've cooled Which on it. Which it still has performance it issues. It does. Yeah. It's still and it's, so like I don't know if that's going to win it. Death Stranding, like Fucking, that is I divisive. swear I swear to God, if Death Stranding wins the game of the year, right. this shit is beyond rigged. Because right. there is no universe in which a panel of judges mm-hmm. and also the internet vote for Death Stranding as game of the year. I don't get I don't give a shit. Because it is one of the most divisively yes. reviewed games in years and years. It uh, It is doing something. It is not the game of the year. Right, right. <laughs> By any stretch <laughs> of anyone's imagination. Right. and that, But that's where, like, Resident Evil 2 horror games are... And Resident Evil 2 was... I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not saying it was poorly made. I'm just saying, like... Horror games are not for everyone. No, but I'm just saying, like, Resident Evil 2 is, like, a masterful remake yes, of that yes. original game that sold a quadrillion copies yes. and no one said anything negative about it. Yes. So, like, I that's why I think that one could be. I, I That could help, but I still think it is a divisive genre. Sure. And so is Sekiro. Sekiro, for sure. I... 
any other from software game i would have said would hands down win mm-hmm. but this one it, and there's something weird about it is that because it doesn't have online multiplayer people stopped talking about it the month after it released like it vanished from the plane of existence also with a lot of people when they're going into a from software game especially from software fans have an idea of what they're getting into yeah this was different it was different and i from what I understand, some people didn't like that, and others like really loved it. Yeah, so. I really liked it, but it, yeah, that I, one I don't. I'm know. not saying like it was a bad yeah. game or anything. I'm just saying like, and then the Outer Worlds. I just like I, Obsidian like great to be nominated type of situation. No, yeah, but people also really liked that. Yes, but then also as the game went on, people cooled on it. Yeah, which is fair because they make the same yes. like anti-corporate statement the whole game. Right. But we all know that the true game of the year <laughs> right. 2019 is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the 2018's 2019 game of the year, and I so more than anything on mm-hmm. this earth one Smash deserves that shit. Right. Two, yeah, it, it would be nothing would please me more than for a game that came out in 2018 <laughs> to win the 2019 Game of the Year award. And that's I. The only thing that's counting against this is the fact that it came out a year ago. I know so it's not as fresh in people's minds. But, but you think about how it is like the ultimate Smash game, literally right. Smash Ultimate. It right. is everyone is here, everyone is there. It was filled to the brim with content. But then in 2019, you had Joker, which is a Persona Five character, is a DLC character, the hero from Dragon Quest. Terry Bogard, Banjo-Kazooie, like, things that fans went buck-ass wild for, and they put so much love and effort into each one of those, like, that shit, if I was voting, I would yell at everyone and say, (laughs) this is it, this is the one that deserves this shit by a lot, I think. You want to know the craziest thing? Not to jump to another category, but how is it not in best non-going game? Yeah, well, who <laughs> fucking knows what half these categories are? Yes, They're insane. Fun. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, game of the year. I think it should be Smash. Right. It, it will not be in my top ten of the year because it came out last year, and it was in your top ten last <laughs> it year. It was. So. Uh, now here's where I think it's really funny. Best game direction. It is game of the year minus Smash. Yes, because we all know that Sakurai is such a terrible director. He doesn't deserve this shit. What a fucking dumb category. <laughs> Smash deserves to be in there as well, but also, you know, I don't know that I would say that Kojima is like an amazing video game director. No. And I who knows? I sure. Yeah, it just uh, that's a really weird category. Like, yeah, all game game mm-hmm. direction is a weird category. Uh, best narrative, uh, Plague Tale, which I played. <laughs> yes, and I liked. People seem to enjoy that. Control, the story was all right. Uh, Death Stranding, no. Uh, Disco Elysium, neither of us have played, but I've heard people seem to yes. think that is great. The and, Outer Worlds as well. Yes. Let me just say something. Mm-hmm. I think that narrating Death Stranding for best narrative is a literal criminal act yeah it is actually criminal and i woof i don't know man i beat that game the other day right and i don't know that any of the best narratives i've ever seen i actually had to stop playing because i was laughing so hard right at a non-comedy section see the outer worlds is weird because that kind of reminds me of like mass effect 2 Mm-hmm. Where you think of like it's 
I don't want to. Like, it's not the overall narrative. It's more the individual characters yes. that make it. Yes, that and is, that, that's yeah. kind of the outer worlds. Like, yeah, yeah. like the overall story is kind of non-existent. <laughs> yeah, other than fuck corporations, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like. I think it could be the Disco Elysium, but I don't know if enough people I have, have seen, played it. Uh, people don't necessarily all feel the same about it. Like, mm. I guess it is in a, a very oppressive, negative future, yeah, and it yeah. bums people out a little bit. So I, that, I, yeah, I don't know. All I know is it's fucking zero. No way is it Death Stranding. <laughs> fucking tell you that right now. So like that, this is another one where like I have no idea. I just don't like a Plague Tale. I didn't hear anybody really talk about it. So yeah, I don't, yeah. So I have no idea. The best art direction control. I mean, I guess if you're counting PC and only looking at PC. Uh, Death Stranding, which that game did does look good. It does look good, and that one is not because of Kojima. It's because of the same guy that they do to do the concept art for all of his games, whose name is escaping me at the moment. And I assume he's good at that. The engine they're using is probably helping Helping as well. well, Yeah, because that engine looked great in 2017. So, agree. Which. is a very beautiful game. Yes, it is. A uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which looks fucking buck wild. I, <laughs> I gotta buy this. I am gonna buy. It. I mean, it's a rhythm game. I have to by law. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just curious. I now have a bajillion dollars in my PlayStation wallet, so I will. Buy yeah, I looked it. it up. It was like ten dollars. It is. Yeah, it's not very expensive. Uh, and then Sekiro, which is another great. Yeah, game. I, it does look very good. And then I don't like the way Zelda looks. The Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. It's fit. I, yeah, I feel fine about it. Yeah, he but looks like, like he's a toy. He does, but like top six of the year. Good? No, Luigi's Mansion Three should have been there above yes. that. I think because Luigi's Mansion Three is like art direction times a billion. Right, because right. it, I companies like Nintendo, I don't somehow they mask that the Switch sucks graphically mm. by using really good art direction. Like right. Luigi's Mansion looks ridiculous. Yeah, it does. And it's just because everything is like such well, so well animated and so well, mm-hmm. you know, the design of everything. Where I don't like control, I don't think it's well animated. Yeah, I, I haven't played yet, so I can't say. But Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. I that's hit or miss. Right. For, I mean, like I like the cutesy, weird toy art style, but I know a lot of people that did not. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, sure. So yeah. Uh, the best score music, Cadence of Hyrule, fantastic. Fantastic remixes mm-hmm. of Zelda music, yes. Death Stranding? Sure. Sure. Who doesn't uh, like Bring Me the Horizon, you know? Devil May Cry 5, I assume this is because of one song? No, there. I think Devil May Cry 5 soundtrack is like... Amazing. It's so, so good. But like, so, there, so, so that good. one song is... Oh, the, every... Yes. Yes, they're all amazing. I'm thinking Pull My Devil Trigger. Yeah, Devil Trigger is, is a yes. sick yes. jam. Maybe my, maybe my favorite song of the year. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, you played See, this. See, I, so I love the music of Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of new music in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's mostly like weird rehashes or remixes of old stuff. Not to say it's not good still, but like, but that, like whatever. People forgot because that was like 15 years ago. No, exactly. And then uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Which is like literally an interactive album. <laughs> yes, they call it a pop pop album game or something yeah like, like that. it is literally pop just music. like if you have listened to like carly ray jepson's mm-hmm. album emotion it's like that but right. a video game yeah so i mean that rules yeah I, I, i've listened to the music from it it is very it, good it's so excellent yes. it deserves that's why i want to play it yeah, i just yeah, want to yeah. you're basically just buying the buying more or like you're just buying an album yeah. yeah so that you just happen to slightly interact with mm-hmm. yeah 
So, uh, the next category: best audio design, Call of Duty, Control, Death Stranding, sure, Gears Five, Resident Evil Two, and Sekiro. Okay. I Call of Duty's whole thing was they like made some huge. They made a huge deal about how. The guns are real. Yes. Everybody loves real guns. Sure. People have said that it sounds really good. I'll give them that. Death Stranding? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. There's a lot of weird sounds in Death Stranding. Gears 5 probably sounds like Gears of War. (laughs) See, like, the way I'm looking at this, it's got to be Resident Evil. Because, well, because, yeah, because it's supposed to be, like, scary and directional. Like, yeah, they, yeah. But like as far as I understand, like Call of Duty, like as you were saying with the like the guns and everything, killer gun sounds. I guess like they really push that in their like presentation. They did, yeah. So then, like outlets when they're nominating, like I guess Call of Duty, they made a big deal out of it. So like I, this is just one of those weird categories where like most games you play, you don't even necessarily think about like audio design of it. Except for, like, the very specific special ones. Like, can you think of any games this year where, where you're, like, not necessarily the music, not the voice acting, just, like, the audio design? No, I mean, not really. But I usually can never think yes. of that because I don't... You only uh, notice it when it's bad. Yeah, audio presentation doesn't really... Isn't something that I mm-hmm. think about quite often outside yes. of music or voice acting. Right. Which, that's more... The whole package. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where, like, Resident Evil and horror games, that's one of the few genres where... Where, like, like it actually makes a huge yes. difference. It's yeah. important, yes. So. Yeah. Uh, the best performance. I've played... Either you have or I've played the games. Yes. Ashley Birch as Parvati in Outer Worlds. Courtney Hope as Jesse in Control. Laura Bailey as Kate in Gears 5. Mads Mikkelsen in Death Stranding. Uh... Oh, Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control. Uh, Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. Okay, so I have a question. You said Ashley Birch also voices one of the main characters in After Party. Not one of the main characters. Okay, just like a... a, Oh, the cab driver, right? The cab driver who's... Yeah, Prominent. Okay, okay. I mean, people do have said very positive things about Parvati. I think she's going to win. Okay. Because... As far as I know, everyone who played the Outer Worlds, because like it's like Mass Effect where you can have party members. Yeah, everyone had positive things to say par- about Parvati, and everyone had Parvati in their their like in their team at all times or in their group. Yeah. So. so out of those three games, the only one I played was Death Stranding. Yes. I think that at the end of Death Stranding, Mads Mikkelsen is very good. Right. For his like not that huge of a part over the course of the whole game. Whereas Norman Reedus is there the whole game, never, ever, ever would I have nominated him for best performance ever, because he's barely performing. Right. Like, he just sounds like he's just speaking normally and then is gruff sometimes. And even at the parts where it's supposed to be, like, some huge grandiose thing, it doesn't even sound like he gives a shit or reacts at all. Like, I would have put... Margaret Qualley, who plays Mama there, over both of these people because her part is very emotional and really good. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know who voiced Hartman, but Nicholas Winding Refn was the body of him, so it would have been whoever the voice actor was. But he also does a superb job. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Norman Reedus, I do not think did that good of a job. Like I would guess that the only reason that him and Mads were 
nominated over anyone else is because like they were more prominent real actors. I think that and just like very much on people's minds. I, I guess, but like even fuck Troy Baker is phenomenal in that right. game. Like he hams it up and is wild as shit in that mm. game, and it's awesome. But of course he wouldn't get nominated in this. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just seems so shitty for Norman Reedus, who I think did like a particularly not great job. Yeah. In yeah. The, oh boy. Yeah, I, I wasn't blown away by Courtney Hope's performance in Control. Yeah. Um, I I do think it's going to be Ashley Birch. However, I voted for the Matthew Peretta just because, like, he just does such an amazing job of just being, like, this weird doctor scientist. And, and he's in all these different videos. It, it He's definitely one of the better parts of that entire game. So. Nice. The games for impact. Mm-hmm. Concrete Genie. Yes. Grease. Mm-hmm. Kind Words. Mm-hmm. Life is Strange 2. Mm-hmm. And Sea of Solitude. Yes. Uh, Concrete Genie. Yes. Uh, it has a good message behind it about the, bullying and I was stuff. gonna say like the whole premise is like bullying's bad, right? Yeah, and I mean then it comes around and mm-hmm. it's good. Uh Greece is about uh a relationship, a bad right. relationship. And I so it's weird because it came out on consoles this year. I thought that it came out last year on phones. We I think we talked about this before. I was pretty sure that it came out last year on phones. I'll look it up and but make sure I, it, because I specifically remember people having conversations about it. December 13th, 2018. It's, yeah, okay. So that makes sense. But I, I specifically, because it's like an hour-long game that was a mobile game, people mm. definitely played it last year. Right. So that one is weird to me. I mean, it was very emotional for a lot of people. Well, so I, I think that, that would have been after the Game Awards. It would have been. Year. So, yeah, then they put it in there, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Life is Strange 2 is finally over. Yeah. So maybe I'll play it now. <laughs> people seem to enjoy that plot. Yes. And uh, Sea of Solitude, I didn't hear anything positive about at all. So I don't know. I didn't hear anything negative, did you? I didn't hear really anything about it. Yeah. But then people who did play it said it was boring. I think it's supposed to be something like about depression. Oh, it is, yeah. But I... I don't know. Mm -hmm. As someone who has been clinically depressed for most of their life, usually things about depression don't do it for me. (laughs) I can see that. So, yeah. I don't know. And in Kind Words, you play. Oh, Kind Words is sick. But, like, I don't... Is that a game? Yeah, that's where I am 50-50 is because, like, it's not really a game. Mm -hmm. It's more you writing positive letters to other human beings, which it does rule. It makes me feel very good, and it's nice and chill. But is it, like, a game? Is it... I don't know. I think, like... I think it will win, probably. I was going to say, if you're looking at this category, like... Which game impacted people the most positively? Oh, kind words, it's, almost I, certainly. It yeah, has to be kind for words, sure. so. Yeah, it's just like is the argument of like, right. is this a game or is it just like a weird word processing program right. that has lo-fi hip-hop in it? Like, <laughs> you know, right. 50-50. Yeah. But it works. It does, yeah. It's, so, a, it's effective yes. at it. Uh, the best ongoing game, yeah, which I brought up, how is Smash not in this category? Because it's fucking still ongoing and will be ongoing for at least yes. another full year after mm-hmm. this one. Especially when Apex Legends, which is a new game this year, came out this year. Destiny Two, sure. Yeah, Final Fantasy Fourteen, or, or yeah, 14, fourteen, which hundred yes. percent. 
I would vote for that yeah, because like, it should win. Because this year, the expansion that came out, people said, is not only the best MMO expansion ever, mm -hmm. but it is the best Final Fantasy story, period. Also, I gotta get in there. I'm hearing that they're looking at porting it over to either the PS4 or PS5. Uh, it would be the PS5 because it is on PS4. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yes. Uh, then Fortnite? Sure. By I mean, default, like, yeah, it has to be listed. <laughs> and then Rainbow Six Siege, which, like, yeah, they're, they're still... They're still somehow doing it. Yeah. So, I I think it, Destiny, like, I don't... People liked Shadowfall, but, like... or People really like Shadowkeep, but it Shadowkeep. also, like, went free-to-play. Now you can share accounts. Yes. Across. Like, it did a lot of stuff this year. It, it did do a lot important. of stuff this year, but I don't know if, like, this is Destiny's, like, year to win. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Fortnite's gonna win. Because it is the best ongoing game, in theory. <laughs> See, like, I don't know, because, like, if you're looking at... It depends on how it's weighted. Although, like, fan fan votes, it's weird, too, because, like... Well, yeah, but but also I, Fortnite did the thing this year where they literally shut off the game right, for, like, yeah. multiple days to completely rehaul a bunch of... Like, they... They reworked the scene. As the season. much as people like to be shitty about yes. Fortnite because it's cool to hate things that are popular, like, yes. it is... It's a vocal it, minority. It is, does a lot. But what I'm wondering is, like... How big is it of, like, people who watch the Game Awards and people who are playing Fortnite? I just kind of, I don't know. I guess, know. yeah, I don't know what the crossover is. Yes, yeah, so, like, that's my only thing of, like, I don't know if that would win. But in terms of, like, how hard something went this year, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 14 yeah, is, like, fantastic. hell yeah, man. They did a fantastic job yes. with that. Uh, the best action game. But you skipped best indie game. Did I? How could you? <laughs> oh, I yeah. did. Okay. Uh, best indie game. Mm -hmm. Bob is you. Yes. Disco Elysium. Yes. Katana Zero, which you liked. Very good product. Outer Wilds, which you liked. Also a very good product. And Untitled Goose Game. So I think that I, Untitled Goose Game is going to win because it hit the popular consciousness in a way that I have not seen something hit in a very long time, I think, for like a smaller indie game. Mm -hmm. Like there are infinity untitled goose game memes there are i do not think that it is for me right which is why i'm probably not going to play it now but people really like baba is you which i think also might have come out last year mm -hmm. uh like right at the end of last year maybe on pc um but that's cool it's like a weird puzzle game where you try to get baba to the goal <laughs> it's it's like mind numbingly yeah, yeah. difficult after a certain point but people seem to be way into it Disco Elysium. We discussed earlier. Yeah, sure. It's a ridiculous mm -hmm. RPG game. Katana Zero is fucking sick. Mm -hmm. And I like that game a lot. Outer Wilds also is very good. And I think it will be a lot of people's games of the year on I think that, individual lists. I think that should win. I think that's going to be the dark horse. For Especially that with how it was made. And right. like it originally started as a thesis project for mm. a game development thing. It, yeah, yeah, I think it should win. But Katana Zero also is disgustingly good. Mm -hmm. I think Untitled Goose Game will win, though. I think it's going to be the Outer Wilds. Really? I think there's... It's... Because, like... I I just think there's going to be enough outlets, and, like, I've heard from a lot of different outlets... Yeah, that... Like, positive things about the Outer Wilds. I have, too. And I Untitled Goose Game was one of those where, after it came out, no one really had sweeping praise for it right. but it's still I, I don't know it hit the public consciousness in a way that i don't get right but 
that's okay. Because I heard like positive things from Game Informer, Giant Bomb, kind of funny. I know um, what's good games. Like they were like upset that it wasn't in like the, the game best the, game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's so like, same. But I yeah, it's, so it's, I just have a feeling that I hope so. But I I still my cynical brain mm-hmm. thinks it will be Untitled Goose Game. So. So that's I think that'll win, but yes. Oh, best action, action game. Apex Legends. Sure. Astral Chain. Which... I liked Astral Chain. It you did? is not a good action game, I okay. don't think. Because you didn't seem like a hundred percent. It's like, I mean it's okay. I just it it's not Platinum's best work. Right, right. Uh Call of Duty. Yeah, sure. Sure. Devil May Cry five. That is it. Yeah. That that is yes. Yes. Uh Gears Five. Half half the yeah, game, is, yeah. Sure. Half of it is uh, really good action, uh, and then Metro Exodus, uh, which I don't. I would people didn't really like that. It was positive ish, but like that is more action adventure because there's story and yeah. I don't really think of that as like just action. I when I think action, I think of Devil May Cry Five mm-hmm. because it is definitely the best action game that came out this year. Yeah, because, like, even Call of Duty, well, if you're looking at, like, the multiplayer and stuff, maybe Apex Legends is just action. Yeah, I... But, like, yeah, DM- Devil May DMC Cry. DMC 5, baby. It's a fantastic product. We deserve that. That deserves to win. Mm-hmm. Capcom needs this. They, they deserve it. <laughs> they do, for that. Because they're only going to, like... Not get Resident Evil 2 as Game of the Year. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 has a chance to win. They have, uh, they have a couple of The Rise of Capcom. Mm, yes, because they also have, oh yeah best RPG that's coming oh up great that they can yeah, win as very well very accurate as well uh, but anyways best action adventure game mm-hmm. Borderlands three which FYI I think that should probably be in in, in the action because I think of that as more of an action game over in action adventure sure sure uh, Control Death Stranding is that an action game yeah you shoot and punch people occasionally okay yeah uh, more res- often than I would like okay. Resident Evil 2, Action Adventure. Yeah, sure. Uh, Zelda, Link's Awakening. Sure. And then Sekiro. Yeah. That I don't know what... I, I don't think any is like... Should win it that extremely over anything else. Yeah, that's... Other a... than I don't think Death Stranding should win. <laughs> or, or Borderlands. Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, I Resident Evil 2 is good. Sekiro yeah. is like really good. I... You know... It, Zelda's really Zelda's good. really good. Yeah. Like I just, but also like, for Zelda, I don't know because that's the same gameplay in essence as what it was in 1993. See, the only thing is how many people played it back then, and like how many people like you did. Who cares about you? I did. Who cares I played about it back then? I exactly. <laughs> but like, I'm just kind of wondering if like. If how many people like that was their first experience with Link's Awakening? Yeah, no, I mean probably a lot. I'm yes, just saying, yes. like, is it the best action game of 2019 when it's the same gameplay as when it came out in 1993? Like, maybe not. Um, there were more buttons. So there like, were more buttons, so you could, yeah okay. It, it did make touche, it better. Touche. It did make it better, but I I just still question right, right. its validity in it, 2019. I get what you're saying. Uh, but uh, best RPG Disco Elysium, mm-hmm. which isn't interesting because like. There's no combat. Yeah. So, like, that is an interesting RPG. Final Fantasy, 14. 14. Kingdom Hearts 3. No, 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 no. <laughs> Monster Hunter World. Okay. Iceborne. I will say this. 
if I, for my own personal mm-hmm. game of the year standards, I will I will not put expansions on there of games that already came out. If I did do that, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, without any doubt, no fucking question, would be my game of the year because mm-hmm. I think it is my personal favorite thing by an absurd margin that came out this year because they Capcom killed it as an expansion to a game. It is not an RPG. Right. It is. It has RPG elements, mm-hmm. sure, but it is not like... I don't know. It's more of an action game. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they did this with Monster Hunter World also, and then it didn't it, win. It did win. Oh, it did? Okay, it went, well, won last fine. year. Fine, it deserved it then. It I'm just saying year. it deserved to win something, but not something it is not. If it was me and I was voting on this just out of principle... I would vote for Iceborne, but out of true realism, it would be Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> okay. One thing that I think is a, like going with like Monster Hunter and Final Fantasy, I think it's the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that could have been in there as well. It could have been, yeah. Because as far as I understand, that was basically another game that, with their expansion that they did for uh, yeah Odyssey. Yeah. So like, but I and like people would debate me that Kingdom Hearts three is an RPG, but it is an action RPG. It is, yeah, it is that. Like how can you? What I don't. I don't it? know. People are weird. And anyways, Kingdom Hearts three is an RPG. Mm-hmm. I do not think that it is a particularly good RPG. I have questions. Okay. Why is it not under best narrative? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> weird coincidence. <laughs> I loved I, fuck everyone. I love Kingdom Hearts three more than most people. But you know what? As a good narrative, mm-hmm. I would say maybe no mm-hmm. on that one. Are so. you sure? Yeah, yeah. I have a hundred percent. Okay. It does not deserve to be a best narrative. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the best fighting game, Dead or Alive six, Jump Force. No, no, no. I don't. No. Who? <laughs> who said this? I will. Like you have to just list like five games or whatever. Like. Whenever like outlets have to like pick like five nominations. I know I've got some. Do you want me to give them to you? Them's Fighting Herds came out mm-hmm. this year, I believe. That's uh, early no, was access. That, was that last year? It's definitely early access. No, that's done. Okay, uh, that might have come out last year. Anyways, fucking who cares? Have four nominations. <laughs> Jump Force was a trash yes. garbage yes. product. Like you can't. What? Yeah. But what? moving on, Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. Sam Showdown. Uh huh. And Super Smash Brothers. Which I people debate that. I can tell you right now, this category is Mortal Kombat versus Smash Brothers. Nothing against Samurai Showdown, which is a good game. It is. But like, you can't tell me it's gonna be. No, I think I think it, I think it should be Smash. Even mm-hmm. though people will say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Smash isn't a fighting game." Those people can I get believe, fucked. Yeah. But. Yeah. MK11 was good yes. from a competitive aspect. I don't like the way Mortal Kombat plays personally, but, but that it is a good mm-hmm. fighting game and has a lot of single player content and a good story mode. Yes. Come. They 100 I guaranteed Oh, fucking Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, baby. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a great game and it is basically just Marvel. It's better than Jump Force. Literally anything's better than Jump Force. I was going to say, like, you could stick anything But in I'm there. just saying that It doesn't game, matter. because It came out this year, Mortal, and it ruled. It's Mortal Kombat versus Smash. That They they should realistically have two. They should. Well, the, Samurai Showdown Samurai deserves fine, it. Samurai, fine. Like, 100%. Fine, it can be in that third slot. Like, there's nothing else that really... I'm just fucking saying, man. I didn't hear anything about Dead or Alive. Yeah, because there. who cares about Dead or Alive in 2019? 
Although that's they, mean of me to say, but I definitely feel that way. I haven't cared about it since Dead or Alive 2. Do you think they... This was one where, like, they did, like, less big titties, right? And that they, was, they yes. And pe- people were upset about the lack of anime boobs mm. that were within the product. Mm. I Sure. You know, I don't know. But I think... I, I think, just, I've never liked the way Dead or Alive yeah, plays, yeah. so I... I think uh, they've, like, pretty much hurt that brand that in 2019... Dead or Alive is never going to be popular because it does have that stigma of being like just basically like half naked women yeah. with jangling big boobies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and then like when they try to change that, then you're just like pissing off the little bit of fan base you have, and like you're not going to bring anybody else in. I don't think so. Like maybe they should just kill that. that I franchise. they're never going to, but they'll keep going forever. If it if it didn't sell well, which I didn't hear anything about the game. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the best family game, or as I'm calling it... I don't even know what this means. The best Nintendo game? I guess, but I, I, just, I just still don't know what family game means. I think it's just, like, a game that, like, anyone can play. I guess. That's what I've always kind of assumed. Yeah, I guess. Like, like a five-year-old. Like, this sure. is something you would let any kid yeah, play. Yeah, I guess. It's the best kid game, fine. maybe you should call it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Luigi's Mansion 3. Great. And you can play co-op mm-hmm. with your family. Excellent. Ring Fit Adventure. I don't know that I would say that that's for the kids or the family. I, I mean, it's the kids for, can play it's it. for getting fit. Hey, it says right in it when you turn it on, you got to have adult supervision if you're a child. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then Super Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, that'd be good if it was family ending game of the year because <laughs> the multiplayer aspects are special. Super Smash Brothers. Uh, yes, the family game of the year. And Yoshi. Mm, no. I mean, like, that is a kid game. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's definitely for kids. I played it. Anyways, it should be Smash. I think it could be Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I'd take Smasher at Luigi's Mansion. I didn't hear a lot of great things about Mario Maker. I liked it. Uh, they didn't. They have not supported it the same as they no. did with the first one, and people are starting to get pissed off that it seems like they might not actually add any new stuff to it. And the other thing is, it's just like, that game was made for the Wii U. And it, it was. I mean, I think it still is fine. It's Pe- fine. People but... just are butthurt about their styluses, yes. which is, you know... Things happen. Yes. You gotta change. Uh, best strategy game. Uh-huh. Age of Wonders. Uh, Anno 1800. Fire Emblem. Uh, Total War. Three Kingdoms. Tropical Six. And Wargroove. I think this has got to be Fire Emblem. I think it will be Fire Emblem. <laughs> and I don't think anything else is going to come close. Nope. Uh, the best sports racing game. <laughs> Crash Team Racing. <laughs> Dirt Rally. 2.0. I don't know why, but like sports racing game, mm-hmm. I realized that Crash Team Racing is that. Yes. But <laughs> like it, whatever. That just seems so bizarre. It, it's sure. It's sure. Like if Mario Kart would have been in there in a different year, yeah, yeah. just like ah uh, yes, it's Mario Kart versus FIFA. Like what also, is this, what is this category? I feel like Crash Team Racing could have been a family game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. Formula One 2019 and FIFA 20. Do you have any thoughts? I don't. People liked dirt. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, sure. And Crash Team Racing, I enjoyed, but I do not know anything about the 12 soccer products they mm-hmm. listed other than that. FIFA's always of a certain level of quality because it prints EA money hand yes. over fist. 
Uh, Konami soccer games I don't think have been that great recently. And wait, Codemaster? Oh, F1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know anything about F1 either. Uh, one game that I a little surprised is uh, Wreckfest seemed to... But that was last year, wasn't that it? That was last year that it came out of Early Access, I think. Because then it was, it came out on like PS4 and console sometime in the summer, I think. Yeah, so I, I think guess so. like that wouldn't be this year. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer game: Apex Legends, sure. Uh, Borderlands Three, okay. Call of Duty, Tetris Ninety Nine, and Tom Clancy's the Super Division. Smash Brothers Ultimate. What? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay, one counter against that. If you're going to count everything with multiplayer, the online... It's fine. Fine now? Because it's peer-to-peer. Their online service has nothing to do with the quality of a Smash match. So it's okay? Like, you don't Yeah, as long as I have a wired connection and the other person has a wired connection. Like, every fighting game. Every single one. See, that's a problem, because, like, not everyone has that experience. But that doesn't make a difference. That's like trying to say that all fighting games are invalid. That's why Mortal Kombat tells you who is a criminal and is mm. trying to play you in ranked with a Wi-Fi connection. Well, yeah, I realize that. I'm just saying, like, I, I, as far as I understand, the the online structure is not the best. Right? For Smash, it's totally fine. Okay, if you were playing fine. anyone else who has a good connection, it's going to be totally fine. Okay. So it's not as big of a deal. No, so. Smash should be in there, because mm-hmm. what the fuck? Are you ready for this next catch? No, category? I'm not. The Subway Fresh the Indie? The Subway, yeah, presented by Subway Fresh Indie Game. So uh, you have Z-A-U-M. It's, yeah, I, think it's, I don't know what the fuck it stands for. but the, Yeah, it's like I think this is like the studio it itself. It is the studio, yeah. So then like whoever made Disco Elysium, uh, Nomada Studios for Gree, Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. Uh, Mobius Digital for The Outer Wilds. Uh, Mega Crit for Slay the Spire. And House House for Untitled Goose Game. Yes, it should be Mobius Digital. I think Mega Crit could. Slay the Spire. They did. I See, those those ones are always weird. Because mm. like when the game came out like two years ago in early access and then like it just has been existing Mm. i I mean sure right i think that slay the spire is very good but i think this is whole this category is like their it's their first game game, yeah which yeah sure yeah so i mean like congrats to all the all these places i mean yeah and then contact. Do you even want to do like content creator? I don't here? because I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, I is looked, Shroud on there? Shroud is yes. Okay, well Shroud's gonna win. When I saw Doctor Lupo at first, I thought it was Doctor Disrespect, no. I, and I was like, they didn't do that. And I looked it up, and I was like, also, oh, Doctor Lupo is somebody different. People have gotten like really passionate about Ewok recently, like in a negative way. I don't I, know, people don't like whatever. I Shroud's good, yeah. and he went to Mixer, so. Yeah, they. Which Keep. this is a new category. Before it was like uprising or upcoming or something. Well, wasn't it like the upcoming gamer or something? But what the fuck was the one that Greg Miller won? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, like okay. it was upcoming gamer. Or yeah, something. I guess they they changed but it. But now to that best now it's not. It has nothing creator. to do with game journalists or yes. whatever. Uh, the best esport: Counter Strike, Dota, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. 
I don't care. That's my take every time they say what's the best esports game. Overwatch, like, did I didn't hear anything positive about the Overwatch League this year. And everybody likes the Overwatch League. Is it? It Still makes going? a lot of money. Because and... I'm thinking, like, BlizzCon, and I didn't even really hear about it. Overwatch 2, baby. Well, yeah, but, like, that's what I think. Like, I heard Diablo and Overwatch 2. I didn't really hear much about, like, the actual BlizzCon event. Yeah, I I mean, I never do Mm. because I don't care about it. So, like, I don't hear anything about any of these. Right. Like, the. Because, yeah, League League of Legends. I don't follow League of Legends, so I never understand anything that's happening other than the fact that they are making an esports game of literally every genre now, but that has nothing to do with League specifically. Right. So, I. You know, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Also, there's never a fighting game on this fucking list ever. Tekken? Tekken or Street Fighter V for, like, the E-League stuff or, like, the bajillion tournaments that they have every year. Well, I'm just trying to think because, like, Street Fighter V wasn't even the main event at EVO this year. Yeah, but that's not Street Fighter's fault. That's Mr. Wizard's fault for trying to get the most ad dollars. Well, I realize that, but I think, like, that is a sign of, like, Street Fighter V not doing as well. But, I mean, in terms of viewership and stuff, it still is. That's yeah, why that's, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, like, the best esports event, you got the Overwatch League Finals. EVO, Fortnite, World Cup, which I did hear a lot about that. I don't even know what the Catawice i.e.m. Katowice 2019 is. I don't either. League of Legends World Championships and then the International. I I watch Evo and that's all I watch. Yeah, I watch Evo because I'm not going to watch the International or the LCS. So I, you know. And the Fortnite I only really heard about because it was like that 14-year-old kid who won. Yeah. Or whatever. It was a young kid. Who performed there this year, do you know? What do you mean? Like musical act. Oh, I have because no that was last year. It was the worst DJ Khaled performance of all time, I think, or something. <laughs> That's usually what I end up hearing about the Fortnite okay. finals. So I have no idea. I so, do not know either. So okay, so we'll ne- move into the next part of the game award stuff. And what do you think is going to get announced? Because like uh, the, I think the final Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC character of Character Pass One mm-hmm. will be announced, and that they may also announce the first one of the second pass. Okay, and that's all I can think of. I, I, I know I say this every time there's an event, but like we gotta find out what like. Warner Brothers and Rocksteady. No, we don't. We never. We will never find out. There will. They will never announce their openly known to everyone Batman game. Mm-hmm. And one day it'll just be there, and we'll know. It'll be announced now. <laughs> dude, it'll dude, be this time. I, I would love that to happen, but I feel mm-hmm. like at this point, like, what did they? What? Mm-hmm. Like they could have announced it a year ago, right? Yeah, like, and also like they were teasing it like they were going to announce it in the middle of this year. So I, I don't know what their marketing plan is. <laughs> also, what about the Harry Potter game? That game's not going to come out. That game is going to win Game of the Year. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that game's going to come out. Oh, I hope it does. It's yeah, I just cool. like normal in other years. I mm. would be like, oh, I think this will get announced and this will get announced. But it's like because weird... of the way that the new generation of consoles are coming at the end mm. of next year, it's like most companies aren't going to give huge announcements right. because 
they're not going to announce that they're coming to the new consoles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, they'll announce that they're delaying Cyberpunk or something. I don't, I don't know. Like what? Is... <laughs> uh, Ubisoft usually has a couple things. Yeah, but Ubisoft just delayed literally every game that they have on the slate because of how much Breakpoint underperformed. Underperformed, and it was like. A great yeah, it's still game. a great song. Whatever. Yeah. Ubisoft is yeah. used to selling 800 billion yeah. copies of a product. I, I like honestly, yeah. This year, I don't know. I yeah, would it's... like I would say the Batman game, mm-hmm. but the way that they like <laughs> were fucking around with that announcement, I just like I literally don't know anymore. Yeah. For all I know, the Game Awards will come and go, and then two days after, they'll be like Batman. <laughs> they'll be like, okay. Uh, but I definitely do think that the Smash character at least will be announced, at least the last one, because they did that with Joker at last year's, which was bizarre because it was the night the game came out. Right, right. Uh, but I lost my brain. Well, and then the year before that, they announced the Zelda They DLC. announced the Zelda DLC, which was hot. Are they doing a 2019 kind of funny showcase? I do not think so. Because they did that last year, remember? Yeah, I don't know that they are for this. I didn't hear anything yeah, about I, it. They so. probably only do it for E3 now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there will probably be some weird indie game announcements or something from things that people don't know about. What, the, what day is the Game Awards? The 12th. It's the day. Okay, so tr- uh, Shovel Knight will have been completed by then. It's the day right before our next podcast. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. We've done it. <laughs> it's we can have all the world exclusives. Yes. It'll be fresh on the brain. Yeah. I oh, I don't know. The, they announced the new season of Fortnite last I was year. Gonna say, I was going to say, like, I could see... I feel like that's when my brain glazed over and I could well, no you were handle only, it. You were only thinking, thinking about, about Smash. Smash yeah. It was worth it. Uh, yeah, so they'll probably show some dumb Fortnite things. I bet they will do what they do every year where they have some type of Rocket League announcement. Which I just found out recently that they steadily release things for that game that are, like, weird brand deals. Mm. The most recent one was, like, uh, Stranger Things themed. And, like, I just don't hear anything about that. But they still get all these huge brand deals. And, like, that's wild. Uh, maybe they will show some Doom Eternal now that it was delayed. Yeah, because that would have been out already. It would have. Uh, maybe they could announce the Ghosts of Tsushima. I don't think they will because I think that's going to be a PlayStation 5 game. Um, I could see maybe something from Sony... I guess. Sony doesn't seem too keen on telling anyone anything at all recently. I'm just trying to think, like, The Last of Us, maybe? I don't think we ever need to see anything else. I don't think we need to, but, like... The shit's coming out in May of next mm-hmm. year. Like, I, I, you already... Oh. That, the press cycle for that game is so long already that right. it just seems insane to show more trailers now. I do know we will see something about Ori and the Will of the Oh, Wisps. Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Yeah, that would be tight. I, I'm pretty sure I heard, like, you'll find out more than... Yeah. Uh, one thing I like about how bizarre a lot of the Game Award announcements is, is, like, people will see some rumor and be like, oh, it'll probably get announced at the Game Awards. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I was in a forum thread about DJ Max Respect, and someone was like, well, maybe they'll announce it at the Game Awards. And I just wanted to be like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? In no world <laughs> is DJ Max Respect, as much as I love it, a big enough game for Jeff Keighley to announce it at the Game right. Awards. Also, clearly you don't pay attention, guy who posted that, because they're having a stream Thursday. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, like, anything, like, yeah. anything that people... That people were like, oh, maybe they'll show the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC because it comes out in December. And, like, maybe that one actually is possible. I was going to say, because didn't they show... They showed stuff at the Game Awards last uh, year. I don't think so. I mean, they showed... I think they did. The trailer for the DLC has already come out, but that was at E3. So. Right. I'm Because, I, like, they would have shown that at the Game Awards and then two months later it came out. Probably, I don't remember, but I think they did. I think that they could show that DLC if it doesn't, if it comes out the week later or something. Um, but I just, yeah, I just don't see any big name release yeah. announcements, like because I, I would have said they would have announced the release date of Persona Five: The Royal, but Atlas already announced their announcement mm-hmm. of the release date. Right, it's counting down on their Twitter every day to the announcement of their announcement, and it's like, why do you do this to people? Just say the fucking release date. Yeah, Damn, what if that game comes out this year? Oh, oh we'll probably see stuff about Final Fantasy. Fourteen? No, the remake seven. Oh fuck. Yeah, they just dumped a bunch of random bullshit about that game, like a ton of information on their website the other day, mm. to like no fanfare. They were just like, here is mm-hmm. like 900 screenshots and a bunch of information that people would care about, but it's on the website. Yeah. And then, oh boy, and then Nomura said that there are new characters in the game that he made up just for this. <laughs> and I was like, woo! Because he said he had to try to make it seem like this was a full game, right. so there has to be like a different final conflict other than just fighting like a tank. Do you think I can't gonna... wait for that game? Because I gotta know what's right. going on with that. Do you think they're gonna change up a lot of the story just to make it fresh and interesting? And uh, no, it seems like they're just using all their weird, dumb retcon bullshit from the three hundred other Final Fantasy VII games. I think it's gonna rule. I think right. it's gonna be a great game, but I. People who are looking for it to be the exact same Final Fantasy VII, I think, are going to be disappointed. But that makes sense to show because people right. lose their gourds whenever they show gameplay of that. Do you think Tifa will have bigger boobs? No, I don't. That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people suck. <laughs> people really suck. Um, yeah, and they like they showed screenshots of Eris uh, mm. in the recently so i I could see them having like that stuff in motion showing some of the new characters Mm -hmm. i mean it comes out in march yeah so soon and also seems so not like a real thing it seems crazy yeah i never would have believed that that fucking thing would come out do you think it's gonna be like a 30 hour game yeah i think it's gonna be more than that Mm. i think it's gonna be like 50 oh do you think it's gonna be 50 hours yeah and it's only, like, a small part of that game? Yeah. Wow. Final Fantasy VII is a huge game. No, and, like, I realize they that. Are, They're expanding it They seem to be out. keeping all of the same stuff and expanding it out. So, like, you... I, if you had asked me a couple months ago if they would keep the fucking Squats minigame in, I would have said, no way. And then they were like, we kept the Squats minigame in, and now I don't know what to expect at all from this product. Awesome. So, you want to do Squats? You get in there and do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's. I don't uh, know. So I can't think of. I wish I could think of some huge world exclusives for Jeff Keighley to throw at us, but 
maybe Kojima See, will like, announce his next game. I think it, it, it. You're right. I mean, it's just like with us going into the next gen next year, and Sony is just like on information lockdown, not gonna give out any information. Xbox is similar, where like they've only talked about really Halo. Yeah, maybe they can um, in, say a shitload of games are coming to Game Pass or right. something. People love that. Yeah. But, I mean, their Twitter does that a lot as it well. It does, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, they, yes. They're la- at the Although, Inside Xbox. They announced all those Final Fantasy games were coming and stuff. So it, I, they, That's another thing. Like, Inside Xbox just happens. It so. did, but, I mean, you can... Announce more. Yeah, Jeff Keighley's always got the goods. Because I think they're, the Xbox Game Pass account literally announced that they're going to announce... Oh, maybe they will announce a new Banjo-Kazooie game. Ooh. That's a bold prediction. Because people seem to be thinking that Rare has two games in development in, with that one dumb mm-hmm. one they announced that had no information. But maybe they're making a Banjo-Kazooie game. I mean, maybe they that would be tight. more because, like, here's their tweet from earlier today. You know all those upcoming December games we announced at X- Xbox 19 that are coming out, that are going to be upcoming? There are more upcoming games that are going to be upcoming. Who fucking wrote this tweet? <laughs> that's the that's the tone. That I know that's a, okay. Do with this information what you will. Okay, so they're probably going to announce new games. Mm-hmm. That's my bold prediction: yeah, is yeah, that they're yeah. going to announce a new Banjo Kazooie game yeah. at the Game Awards. That'd be exciting. Um, do you think it'll be like nuts and bolts? Or no, think? I think it'll be like original Banjo. Mm. Uh, will I it had... be? Hmm. Will it be Banjo 3? <laughs> yes, it will. I mean, they they literally say that at the end of Banjo-Tooie. Right. Gruntilda says, see me in Banjo 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's my prediction. Okay. It's not going to happen, but I would like for it to. That'd be cool. It would be. But I'm also a little hesitant because, like, Rare has not been Rare for a while. So. No, but they are definitely working on two games. Yes. <laughs> so... Perhaps maybe Fable. See, like these these are all things like I I don't think any of these get announced until Xbox announces what the the next console is going what to be. What if they announce what the next console is going No called? way. They would have they announced... didn't do it at inside Xbox, no, yeah, but Jeff yeah. Keighley got the inside scoop. <laughs> maybe there will be some Death Stranding DLC oh. or Kojima will have a new game in the works already. What's that guy's name? That a couple of years ago was like, fuck the Oscars. The guy who made Brothers and uh, <laughs> fucking what the hell was that game called? Oh, my God. <sighs> That's a way out. A way out, yes. Yeah, fuck the Oscars guy? No. He has another game coming. No, oh, no. He does. We haven't heard anything yet. So, Wario 64 will always associate certain images or gifts when things go on sale Mm -hmm. so for kingdom hearts 3 it's always when woody is blocking sora and saying i'll handle this (laughs) and when it's a way out or brothers it's always that guy saying fuck the oscars (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that he that went on sale the other day so every time i see that i'm like ah yeah i that's my bold Bold prediction. That's not a bold prediction. That seems like he could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. I hope he's drunk. I t- me too. <laughs> I don't want to see him sober. Though. He was last year. 
He was. I think he was told to rein it in. <laughs> oh, you mean after on what was essentially live television, he grabbed the mic from the host and kept saying, fuck the Oscars, while pointing at the camera? Yeah. I... <laughs> whoa who could have guessed he was told to rein it in after that what a guy that was a masterpiece moment look up fuck the oscars the game awards and you'll be you're in for a treat you are all right so with that we'll transition into what we have been playing in terms of video games oh man i forgot we played this i'm actually so excited to talk about this so, oh, boy. for those who don't know, mm-hmm. we now live in a post-Shenmue 3 world. Right. In the year of our Lord 2019, Yu Suzuki graced us with the product Shenmue 3. And if you had asked me before Shenmue 3 came out if I would enjoy it, I would say no, but I will play it. I changed my mind. I enjoy <laughs> Shenmue 3. I enjoy every moment of it. So far, yeah. Sometimes it's upsetting, and I want to. I do yell at Rio when he fucking. Okay, previous games. Right. We've discussed this at length before. You go around and you say, "Hey, I'm looking for whatever." Right. Right. And the people in the first game would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I don't even know what a car is. You're looking for a car." And the second game, if you ask the same question, the person will be like, "Oh yeah, I saw it over there," and you go over there. In this, it's a combination of the two in Shenmue mm-hmm. 3. So the main crux of what we are doing is we're looking for thugs who are bullying the stonemasons in Bailu Village, right? You'll ask a guy, and he'll be like, Hey, do you know anything about stonemasons? And then he'll be like, Yeah, I know all about stonemasons, and give you some information that you've already received before. But then Ryo's like, Whoa! Did you guys hear this new information? And it's like, no, you fucking moron. I already heard this 30 times. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but other than that, it's great. Everything They added a lot of RPG elements, which I am a big fan of. Are you? Yeah, you gotta do horse stance, Matt, to upgrade your durability, your endurance, and your kung fu level. Which you actually have to do it. You have to max it out? No, I mean... Oh, like, you... Yes. Yeah, you like... So, in Shenmue 1 and 2, when right. it was still a Sega-published product, they allowed Yu Suzuki to just take the Virtua Fighter engine mm-hmm. and use it wholesale, just like actual Virtua Fighter combat. Yes. Virtua Fighter combat is one of the most deep and nuanced combat systems in any fighting game ever. So, if you want to get good at the Shenmue combat, you can. There was no reason to do it and no, no. reason to level anything up. Now that they are independent... They do not have that, and let me say that the combat suffered, I would say, drastically. Can we just take a minute and talk about the tutorial for the combat for a second? Where it was just like, hey, if you want to press R2, go ahead and Yeah, it says, it. like, push square, X, circle, or triangle. The four buttons you would push. Mm-hmm. Try pushing R2. Like, I don't know. <laughs> something will happen. And it was just like, okay, am I supposed to push R2 or not? But literally, if you take a screenshot of that and you showed it to someone, it it just says, hey, push the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, do it. Just push the buttons. And it's like, okay, I was going to push the buttons in combat anyways, but since you told me, I'll do it extra. What I hate about the combat is that it feels, feels like... It feels bad, but that's not enough to describe it. Okay. It's like if you were trying to play... A game streamed to you from somewhere like on google stadia but if it had the worst latency 
ever. Like, ten seconds of latency mm. or something. Because I feel like you'll push square to do a basic punch, and then he'll do that, like, 10, 15 seconds later if he wants to. Mm-hmm. And, but then to do specific moves that are, like, XX square square, you have to input that command faster than... Mm. I've ever had to input a fucking command in a game. But then it's like he's queuing up commands. So, like, if you sort of fuck it up and then do it again, it's like you dialed them all in and you gotta wait until he goes through all the button press. It feels like trash. Or you can just hit R2. You can just hit R2 to do specific moves that you have mastered. Or not? Not mastered. Okay. Just do it. Okay, cool. When you do the moves more, they level up. Yes. And I like that. Because I like leveling up. But, like... Is it doing more? Yeah, it's doing more damage. Are you sure about No, that? but I would like to believe so. <laughs> and uh. so, yeah, you have to spar at this dojo to level mm-hmm. up your attack. But then there are also... Uh, what the fuck? These, like, poles outside that have a horse or a... What's the other one? I know it's one-inch punch, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember what it is. Anyways, you go up to these poles and, like, four... The horse stance, you basically just have to push X not too fast or not too slow for what is about two to three minutes, and then you level up your endurance, and mm-hmm. the combination of your attack and your endurance levels up your kung fu. Which gives you more health. Yeah, the kung fu gives you more health. The endurance is just more defense, and the attack is more attack. Is it defense? It seems that way. Okay, I was thinking endurance would let us like run around more. No, because that's just your health. You're that's just using true. your health for that. I don't know, but... That part feels bad. The comment feels bad. I love leveling stuff up. Good to see that. Um, yeah. I like that we can gamble on the turtle <laughs> races, and it is not actually gambling because you have to mash buttons, and yes. I will win every time so we can get unlimited casino tokens, as is meant to be. And then you can actually cash them out in this because you mm-hmm. buy things that you can sell. So then you can just buy the billion of them and then sell them. Mm-hmm. You can now change his fucking clothes. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. we won a fishing tournament. And so we have the guy who hosts the fishing tournament's head on our <laughs> shirt. And that fucking rules. We took off his Rio's jacket. Yeah. Uh, so now it's just this dumbass t-shirt. and makes every cutscene so fucking stupid. It's unimaginable. Uh and what I like about it is that Rio sounds exactly the same as he did back then. Oh, yeah. Everyone else sounds like they were given real direction and trying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not Rio. No. He's the same guy, and he still sounds like an idiot. He still says, I see all the time. Mm-hmm. He still will repeat anything they said. They'll be like, oh, how about this painting? And he'll be like, the painting? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, classic Shenmue. There are a couple lines. I can't think of them right now. That have made me that have tipped the edge, and I legitimately think he's dumber than Kiryu. From uh, oh yeah, he, he, like we've had this debate before, but I think like Shenmue Three has uh, solidified it. He's he's dumber. He's than dumber. Kiryu. He's dumber than Kiryu from Yakuza. That's yes. for sure. Um, we got stuck last time because we tried to fight the thugs after finding them yes. for five hours, but we were not strong enough, so right. they beat us. You almost beat one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we had to. Go we had back to train and... a lot. We trained a lot. Yes, we did. We uh, now could become the master of the dojo. We just have to fight the oh, master, yeah. and he whooped our ass. So yeah, that's so we gotta level be... up a lot. Yes, um, but, but I yeah. don't know how we're gonna level up the fighting now. Yeah, I don't know. You might be able to do it without leveling up the moves. Okay, you might yeah, just be able yeah. to spar, and it'll work. We'll have to try that. Also, the leveling up mechanic, like 
the the higher health is, the more experience you get, which yeah, is a weird. Which is weird. Yeah. But there's also a shitty stamina system now. Yes. So like when you run, it drains your health, and when you do any activity, it drains your health. So you have to eat constantly eat food to get your health back. But mm-hmm. like you said, the higher your health is, the more experience you get. So you got to try to always have full health or close right. to it. Um. To get money so far, we can chop wood, which I enjoy as a mini game, but it takes too long to not earn a lot of money. Or you can just fish all day and mm. make a hundred billion dollars, basically. So uh, like five hundred. I mean, that's still a uh, lot yeah, for the game, because you, then you can buy like nine hundred uh, cloves <clears throat> of garlic to chat nom down on. You know how how long do you think we're gonna end up spending in this village? Because I know, like, there are other parts. There are other parts. I think we're probably pretty close. I mean, there is at least a hotel that people talk about a lot that I think is, like, halfway in between that village and another one. Mm -hmm. So I think we will go there next after we beat up these thugs. I think that's when we're going to meet up with, like, our our friends from from the previous game. From Shenmue 2. I I told you, but I listened to uh, the conversations that people who backed at a higher tier than me could mm. have with old Shenmue characters. Masterpiece. You call up Tom the hot dog vendor, and it's great. <laughs> they definitely, almost all of them, have different voice actors, mm-hmm. uh, but still great convos. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sure. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I think they did a good job of really making this for people who appreciate Shenmue, or at mm. least played the previous ones. Like... The capsule machines, some of them are just chibi versions of old Shenmue characters, right. and it's like, this is fucking stupid <laughs> as hell. Right. Because he doesn't make any no he... like reference to it. Like, if he pulled out himself, he'd be like, oh, this one's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. Like, right. it, it's just bizarre. Um, you can get different jackets now, too. Um, I think you can decorate Shenhua's house. Uh, yeah, we haven't we figured gotta, it out. I gotta have to look that up. We bought that painting. Yeah, we, we bought haven't... a painting, but maybe we can only sell it. Yeah. I wanted to put it up in her house because it's ugly as hell. Yeah, that would have been funny. Um. So, yeah, I I like Shenmue 3. Last but not least, yeah. did you ever look up like the Metacritic score? No. Do you want to guess what it is? Uh, 68. 71. Oh, so close. Yeah. That's, I mean, that realistically, that's what it deserves, I think. You think it deserves that? I think it's like a 70. Yeah. I, th- seven I, think it, I, th- I think it's okay. Like, so like a 7 out of 10 game. I mean, people who enjoy Shenmue will get more out of it, but right. if you're just coming to this like as a game quality thing, right, right. probably a 7 out of 10, because boy, the combat sucks. Right. But everything else is like oddly compelling enough to make me want to keep going, even though... What if it goes on for too long? Uh, I mean, we'll find out. One and two did that already, so it almost certainly has to go on for too long. The thing that I saw people saying was that it like barely advances the overall Shenmue plot at all. So I just I hope that it does well enough for them to make a fourth one, because it seems like such a shitty thing to have two end on that cliffhanger, and then you wait over a decade to know that he doesn't work for Sega anymore, to right. finally get this franchise back that you want to see the ending of, and then to only have it be canceled again would be uh, very uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? See, like, but I wonder if now that they have the engine, they could just crank one of these stupid things out per year. Per year? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they could do it. 
Just because they have the stupid engine now. They don't have to change anything. I don't but, think. I mean, they'd have to write a script. They would have to write a script, but Yu Suzuki's to... had it planned out since back at Shenmue 1. And then they have to have like a lot of voice acting. They do have to have a lot of voice acting. So. To be fair, about seven adult males in the village all have the same voice actor. That helps. It does help. It helps. Yeah. Uh, and Rio's voice actor's probably not doing much. No. So, you know. I think they could do it, but we'll see. Maybe every two years mm -hmm. until Shenmue 9 or whatever he said was the last one. <laughs> oh, so so that's my, th this was my final thought on this. Okay. We both had read the interviews where Yu Suzuki said that he doesn't play other video games. Yes, yes. That is not, that's not a good excuse for like why your game has weird antiquated systems and is outdated like if you are going to work in a field you should at least know what the fucking last decade of advancements were yeah or at least like hire someone someone who knows yes. or will tell you hey dog some of this shit is whack but as far as i understand like this is yu suzuki's studio and like basically yeah, he has full ring. yeah and that's fine i'm right. just i'm just saying like that no one should be allowed to say that. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I am the world's greatest movie director, but I don't watch movies. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about movies. <laughs> and it's like, well, come on. <laughs> That's not like... And he was saying that like as if it's some kind of defense right. as to why some of the things feel so bad or like so outdated. And that's just that, yeah, not yeah. an acceptable excuse no, in no. my book. I don't <laughs> think that you should be allowed to say that in the fucking field you work in. But, yeah. you know... Uh, yeah sure and then like some of the interviewers were just like oh i guess that makes sense and it's like no it doesn't i guess no like, it does not i guess it comes down to you don't want to be rude i'd hope i guess i would have been like what mm -hmm. that that's where i i mean i get it that you don't want to like offend the person you're interviewing or yeah, whatever yeah. but that that shit's crazy yeah it is like it's... i don't know how people don't say shit to kojima and some of the fucking interviews they have with him where uh, like the one where he said that all this uh, he made up all the stuff about creating a new genre i would have been like what the fuck is your problem like who who are you see like at that point like is it even worth interviewing him no but you would just be like what is what is going on inside your mind well yeah that but like, like why would you do that yeah because like you, you when fucking you, lunatic if you interview that person and then they're like oh yeah i lied about all that stuff it's like well, or like he wasn't being serious, yes. but it doesn't come across with a translator. I don't, it just is all I, stupid. I would just be like, well, like, like interviewing you is pointless then. <laughs> they're they're uh, auteur mm. people are weird. Yeah, yeah. Yu Suzuki as continues to be weird. Maybe we'll get the rest of the Shenmue verse. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Maybe they'll try to update with more modern gameplay. It does actually feel like a Dreamcast game displaced from time. Yeah. Like, not graphically, because it looks better than that would graphically, but in terms of, like, what you're doing in the gameplay, like, it's a Dreamcast game. It looks better than I thought it would. Yeah, it does look a lot better than I thought it would. I will give them full credit for that. I will that. give them full credit for that. I still think it would have been a vastly improved product if they did not program in any facial animations. I think it would have been funnier. It would have been way funnier. <laughs> they ruined it by adding facial animations in. <laughs> Alright, what was next? Uh, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon the Moonstar. Now, I beat this. Since, oh, that was on the last podcast. Yes. I had not beaten it. You had nothing positive to say about this game. I last, still don't. I was going to really. ask, like, 
Have did you come around at all on the game or not really? Um. Well, let me think of some positives. The escape rope is a key item <laughs> that you never have to use. So that's mm-hmm. another positive because there's no stupid caves. Um. Uh, okay, I. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I like I I enjoyed the game and I right. enjoyed my time with it. They are never gonna make a better game than this because no. it sold six million copies and <laughs> is the fastest selling Switch game. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people either will defend the Pokemon company to the death, even if their decisions are poor. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw people trying to defend the fact that some of the TMs are TRs and are single-use. Who does that benefit? No one. It forces you to engage with the max raid system. I know, I and you don't... You would do that for the candies or yes. the other stuff that you get. You, should, you shouldn't go back on a fundamental change you made a few generations ago i think that's bullshit at least like, I, have... I don't i don't see how that's even defensible the only i'm not defending it no i know you're not because you competitive you breed yes. competitive pokemon yes. so it's a huge pain in the ass at least it's not like gen one where you had it once and then it was gone forever yeah. like you can at least have access. get more you yes. can get more yeah so like it's not as bad as it used it's to not be. as bad as it used to be but it is still a pain worse than it has been yes yes uh, and then there's the other side where people will just be, like, attacking them for the animations and things. And, like, while they for sure lied straight mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. because they said they were doing all new animations and they mm-hmm. almost wholesale reused all the old animations, uh, I don't think they should be attacked for that. I just think that, like, we at this point, we should expect better. And oh, yeah, the, yeah. the thing that always gets me is people's argument against that is, well, it's not for you. It's for kids. Right. And I have two problems with that. One is the kids aren't that fucking stupid. Like, people have some weird thing in their head that kids don't understand if something is good or not. Mm-hmm. Like, things can still suck to a kid. Yes. Or things could be better. Like, I don't see how some of the changes that they made or things that they left out would be like, oh, well, it's better for kids now. Mm-hmm. Fuck off with that. The TMTR thing is the example that I always go back. I keep going back to because it's just one of those things where it's like there was literally no reason for this change, other than to be obtuse and weird. How does that? How is this better for the kids? How's how's it better for anyone? (laughs) How's it better for anyone? Like, or is the fact that now there are less Pokemon good or bad? And you you could go either way on that, right? Mm -hmm. I do think that their statement about how it will help development going forward. Well, they tried to say it was going to help during this game. I don't think it did. But I, going forward, I think that will make a big difference when they don't have to worry about as many Pokemon, right? I do think it'll be exciting every time there's a new Pokemon of being like, oh, which ones Which are ones be? got in, yeah. I, I, in that sense, I think it will be kind of exciting. I, I do. I think it sucks for people who lost their favorite Pokemon and, like, the result that they promised of while the Pokemon were lost, like, literally isn't there. Like, the just, the, we were gonna make all these new cool systems and do so much, and, like, they just, they didn't do that. See, like, but, like... 
are there people out there using the same Pokemon in every single game? Not necessarily, but like, I don't. If you have used a competitive Pokemon, like it also sucks for people who do competitive. But like, it's also going to force you to shake things up and like be different. Where I feel it like is, but also now you can rent people's teams. Mm. So the people who are doing competitive battling literally are using teams that other people made and copying the code and using those in ranked battles. Mm. Like I was watching Shofu battle last night. He didn't even make his own competitive team. Like that. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. That's but they don't have to do that anymore. They right. can just use someone else's code and do ranked battles, which is fine and easier mm-hmm. for people. But, like, you don't even have to do that. Right. So it's just bizarre. Uh, and, like, yeah, I wish Rockruff was in the game. I think mm-hmm. he should have been. He was killed after one generation. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but here we are. And, like, it sucks for people, right? But you wouldn't have used Rockruff. I would have used Rockruff. I would have made my all-dog team. You would have actually used Now Rockruff? was the time for the all-dog team. Okay. We were given a good electric dog, and I was screwed out of having Rockruff and Houndoom. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. Could have finally made my dog team. Uh, but on the other hand, I might actually catch all 400 Pokemon. Right. Because it is an obtainable goal. Yeah. As opposed to before when there's 900, and some of them you can only get in some games and then transfer up. But, like, how do you transfer it? Where do you get it from? That That's fine. It is just, like... It is the most mediocre to me that a Pokemon game could possibly be, I think. Right. And, like, that's where it grinds my gears is that, like, I still really enjoy it. Right. And I enjoyed my time with it and will continue to play it. But they Game Freak will literally never learn a lesson from this. When you sell six million copies in a week, like, you don't have to give a fuck ever again. You know what mm. I mean? People will continue to buy this. And when you have people who are so adamant in defending every decision they make, yeah, yeah. it's impossible to get a productive conversation about, like, hey, I'm upset about this. And, right. like, I do still like it. But no one will listen to that argument. Right. I mean, like, you will, because we're here on a podcast. But, like, if I tried to type this on the internet, I would actually mm-hmm. probably be harassed on my Twitter oh, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, because people search for it apropos of nothing to be like, why don't you go die then? <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. See, I'm torn on this game. Because, like, I'm enjoying it. I'm I know. A lot of I, fun. You have played for, like, 70 hours. It's over twice what I played. I've played 75 hours. But everything that I'm enjoying about it, it's not because it's this game. It's because it's a Pokemon game. You know, like I'm just, I just enjoy the brain dead nature of EV training and then like IV breeding and just kind of leveling up your Pokemon. Yeah, and you make like Pokemon that are competitively mm-hmm. viable and then don't battle competitively <laughs> anymore. Yeah, because you just enjoy the act of doing that. Yeah. But yeah, but that's something you could have done in any Pokemon. And that's my game. point. Exactly. Like, it's like. I, what have they improved on this game? I like the open world area. I do enjoy I that. I very much hate it. Mm. So, I, I and that's just going to come down to personal preference. Like, it is, yeah. When I like when when I first got the game because like I hadn't played it last time we were doing yeah. the podcast. Like, I spent five hours in the open area like the first time I went in there. So like, yeah. I was level. I was way over leveled when I basically got out of there to the point where it was just brain dead easy Mm -hmm. i had to like switch up and get rid of my entire team for a little while yeah but i enjoy that i'm enjoying the max raid battles even though it is so poorly designed it sucks i literally for the first time ever last night i Mm -hmm. found someone and thank god because i couldn't beat this gmax centiscorch with the fucking ai team 
They joined your... He joined my game, and he wow. had a level 100 shiny Tyranitar, and he basically killed it in <laughs> one shot with Rock Blast. Yeah. And I was like, thank God, because I... I couldn't get anyone to join it, and mm. I don't have a water type to beat this fire Pokemon. Oh, you should have. I was getting fucked up. You should have messaged me. I should have. Because I have a level 100 Celeste. Oh, see, we could have. you could have helped me out. Mm. Next time I will. But I, I, he joined, and I was like, oh my god, mm. this is it. I should have let him Dynamax too. I felt dumb. I, have I a, always let the other. I, I had a, I'm, because I had a super effective move. I have a flying move, so mm. it was super effective. So I figured just Dynamax and use it a bunch. And then he could break down the barriers, right? But like, I don't, I don't even think that the max raid battles are like that fun or interesting. I, th really. I think they're cool, and I get why a lot of people are way into them. And it's because it finally gives you a non-competitive way to interact with your friends. Mm -hmm. But I also, it just doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't care about catching a lot of those Pokemon. And mm -hmm. the fact that they have slightly higher stats isn't going to matter just... to me as someone who... Sometimes they have a hidden ability, too. They stuff. have hidden ability, and it's not just, like, slightly better stats. You're getting like, absurd. You're getting, like, four or five, like, of the best. Max IVs. So, like, yeah, like, I, I've done a couple max uh, uh, ditto raids, and I've got, like, a five. I, like, perfect. Five did it. Yeah, yeah, like, so, like, it's, it's not... And those are ones where, like... If people are looking, like they'll get four. Yeah, because like ditto well, because ditto, stuff, you would yeah. need that. Yeah. So like, I I have been engaging with that, and once I kind of learned that system, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Because I was telling you yesterday, I stupidly made the assumption if you have three people standing around, you know, like a max raid, it would actually match you yeah, with. That. I I thought there'd be matchmaking. There's no, no, well, no, no. Why no. would there be fucking matchmaking? It's no. a Nintendo Online product. Yeah, like the you have to go out and search for that and sometimes they just don't show up at all so. and like the online functionality just isn't that good it's right. hard to get people to join it's hard to join other people mm -hmm. like even when i find the stamps in the menu that say oh hey you want to join this person it will always either say oh their raid's already full or there was a connection error yeah, yeah. and if it's full then why the fuck even show me the stamp because it was probably full before you even surfaced that shit to me so what? Yeah, yeah. I can't even join my friends <laughs> when I see that I have friends on my friends list who joined a raid. And it's like, you're looking for someone. I'll try to. And it'll be like, oh, no, fuck you. <laughs> and it's like, we, we're friends mm -hmm. already. Like, what? Yeah. And so, like, that stuff is a bummer. I still think in the wild area the weather effects like i have had the game borderline crash multiple times really like if you load up if like if you paused it and you turn the game back on and you're in an area that has a sandstorm it like the game doesn't know how to react oh, i haven't i haven't done that. it before. fucks up so bad for me to the point where i was like oh god hopefully i saved the last time because <laughs> i have also seen people streaming it have it straight crash during those things and mm -hmm. it's like he, whatever mm. I, that's just a technical thing but yeah, yeah i just like they just don't have that much to them in terms of like overall content right and the post-game scenario should have just been part of the main story yeah and i saw way. someone on twitter ask like why wasn't this just part of the main story and my answer is the true answer and that then they couldn't pretend like there was a post-game right which i mean like you want to get technical, the post-game can just be collecting all the Pokemon. It can, can be, be, but the, even then, like, the fact that 
collecting the endgame Pokemon now for me is gated wholly on what the weather is like on a given day mm -hmm. is not a good system no. and it's also fucking not fun. No, like that... Like, I have to turn the game on every day at midnight and be like, is it hailing in this area? That sucks. Yeah. Like, I just want to be able to go out there and catch the things or, like, earn items or do these other things and, like, it doesn't have yeah, that yeah. as a post-game and so, like... They haven't had that for a few generations, to be fair. But, like, every time I'm like, this is the one. We're no. going to finally get a cool post-game or, mm. like, something that gives me longevity outside of the nothing that they usually right. give me. And so that that's where, like, I just, at this point, I want them to make a better game. And I think that they will not. And I'll keep buying it because mm. I enjoy Pokemon enough. It's like yeah, a comfort yeah. food scenario. Yeah, like, I yeah. enjoy it, and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy when I play it. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, no. See, like, I, I, are you exclusively playing Pokemon, or are you doing other things as well? Both. I mean, after I beat it, I do other things yeah, as well. Yeah, like, see, and that's, that's where I'm, like, I have podcasts on, or I got my hockey on, or I'm watching wrestling, yeah. and I'm doing whatever, so. Like, if I was just... 100% pouring it into Pokemon, I don't think I would like it as much. No, I just, I just, I want it, I want it to be better. I need it to be better, and it will not be. See, like, I've been thinking, and I actually wrote down a little chart here. Oh, yeah? Um, like, of how, like, I would improve the game in some ways. Yeah. And I think one of the things I would do is I would completely get rid of the EV system. Yeah. And instead go with, like... A modern day RPG where there are like skill points and stuff, and then you could like dump the skill points. Yeah, into... give the points to yes. the specific stats. That would make way more sense and yes. not be as arbitrary and stupid. Right, and then like it could force you to like have to strategize and actually like build Pokemon that like it would give it would force you to, as I said, like strategize and like because like the the frustrating thing about Pokemon it is. It has this depth. Okay, so this is one of the things that really pisses me off about people who try to defend Pokemon every time. Every new game, they will do something to make breeding competitive Pokemon or having Pokemon become competitive be a little bit easier, mm -hmm. but then they will do some other bizarre thing that brings right. it back in some way. And so people will have the argument of, like, why would you do that? And then people are like, well, the average person isn't, gonna be breeding pokemon or doing this then why the fuck even have the system exactly why change it why do anything like they know it's there and mm -hmm. they fucking tweak it every time yeah. so they're doing it for somebody yeah I, why not just like actually take feedback instead of just making like oh well we'll arbitrarily change this fucking thing to make it more difficult like it is for somebody and they know it's there because they keep doing it well yeah force it so everybody has to engage with it or have two different modes have like a kid's mode and then have, like, where, like, in the game you have to put the skill points and you have to, like, plan out your Charizard and give it the special attack and speed or give it HP or something. And, and then, like, and if you're not properly EV training, then you're going to be in trouble. And, like, and then by the time you get level 100, that's how you max EV your Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, there are much, there are better ways to be doing this. Because, as I said, th what's frustrating is Pokemon has that depth. But they're not using it for anything. No, I mean, other than, like, the VGC, but those are people who are specifically there to do that thing. Yes, exactly. But, like, in the game itself, in, like, campaign, it's 
pointless. You are not EV training. <laughs> you, if you're doing that, like you're you're overdoing. You're it. on the next level <laughs> shit because it's already too easy. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with that. And it's just like people always are like, well, why are they changing the shinies? And it's like mm-hmm. the same thing. Like they know that people hunt for shiny right. Pokemon. They specifically make some that look better than others, so that because they know people will try to hunt for them or whatever. And it just is like. Mm-hmm. You, you can't pretend like or use the argument that, oh, well, this system isn't for everyone. No system is for everyone, but you keep changing and engaging with these systems right. that don't necessarily need to be changed or should be fundamentally changed in a huge way. Right. And, and like, just in my system of what I came up with, like, yeah. that's how modern RPGs work. I mean, skill trees are a thing, right? Yeah, so it just, it drives me nuts when mm-hmm. people always try to shut yeah, down yeah. arguments of like, oh, this would actually be an intelligible, good way mm-hmm. to have engaged with the system instead of whatever dumb fucking arbitrary change they make every generation. Right. Like, and I bet even if the next two games are the remakes of Diamond and Pearl, they'll have some fucking stupid thing that they change and is like really weird and bizarre and makes no sense to anyone. It'll be uh, gold and silver. No, it would be... The next, no, because they would be the Gen I'm thinking, 4 remakes. I'm thinking it'll be Let's Go. Oh, I don't think it should be. I think they should just continue on and make the Gen 4 remakes. But I, I think it'll be Let's Go. Because they, uh, they did the Gen 3 remakes after they did Sun and Moon. But then they did Let's Go. Well, then they did Ultra Sun and Moon. And then they did Let's Go. That's true. So I think that it will be the Gen 4 ones. Also, they tease it a bunch in this game. Oh, that does. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, like, they'll do the same fucking thing, yeah. and it, people will be upset and not upset and then defend them to the death, <laughs> even though they'll the only difference will be there will be some Gigantamax Pokemon, even though no, in no. their fucking lore it can only happen in the Galar region. Yeah, that'll be gone. That's going to be gone. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they Although, do that. They did bring Megas into Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. They did. So, they gave new Megas. So like that is a possibility. But in that one, you could just hold the stone. In this one, you have to physically exist mm-hmm. in this region of Galar. How can they get away with being like, oh, I guess it also happened in mm-hmm. this region, whatever. Can we just take a second to say another positive thing about this game? What is it? How do you feel about the the th- the music theme for like the gyms? It's okay. You you think it's just okay? So this is this is my thing, and this is just a personal thing. Every song in this game sounds like a SoundCloud remix of Pokemon music. But it sounds like if there was a crowd and they're cheering. It does, but like, I just want you to make new Pokemon music. I don't need to hear what a SoundCloud rapper feels like the Pokemon's theme sound like. Or do you? I mean, I did, and I think that some of the new music is really good, yeah, but yeah. it just, it to me, it just sounds like they let SoundCloud people just remix the mm-hmm. music, which in some sometimes is very good. I've listened mm-hmm. to my fair share of Pokemon remixes over the years, <laughs> but, like, it just seems weird. Like, it, because it, it is just the regular battle theme, mm-hmm. but remixed in a bizarre way i told you when i went to the state fair and they were racing the the pigs right yeah and then like they did like a pokemon remix yes okay uh-huh. <laughs> that was bizarre so like yeah i like i don't even think that the music is as good this year oh, because it, it's just like remixes of the same shit See, over get, and over again. the one thing that i like is i like like crowds chanting interesting I just kind of like 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 hockey, and I think that's one of the things I like about wrestling. Yeah, is because like I don't like you get these like really weird chants from the crowd. Yeah, so I just kind of like enjoy that atmosphere of just like 
like sports and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, that chanting. part I think is good yeah, that yeah. they're chanting. I just think like, that the actual music surrounding it also is not mm. great. I, I mean, it's the same music that it's always been, except someone was like, whoa, synth. <laughs> yeah, and I like synth. I, me too. I'm just, it's just weird. With crowd chanting. Uh, the one that I think does sound better is the one that they let Toby Fox work on, which also still just sounds like a SoundCloud mm-hmm. remix that Toby Fox did. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, the alternative was to just have it all be orchestral, like right. they do with every other Nintendo thing. So yeah, it 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 did feel very like football stadium. Yeah, so it did. I, and I I think in that sense, like I do think the music at least fit what they were going for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What is the next game? I, I think Who I know what the next game is. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, I beat Death Stranding. <laughs> And you cried. <laughs> yeah, I c- cried tears of joy because I was finally fucking done with it. Uh, no, I did not cry. I, well, I cried laughing at one part. Uh, I actually, one night, I had to stop playing the game because a line made me laugh so hard yes. that I actually had to turn it off. Um, so I, I waffled back and forth on liking and not liking this game maybe 15 to 20 times during the course of playing it. Last podcast, I was pretty like moderately positive about it because something about it is compelling. Right. Like the delivering of the packages at a certain point becomes compelling and is sort of fun. But that I do not think holds over the course of the entire experience, which it can... It only took me like 35 to 40 hours, but most reviewers said it took them 55 to 60, probably because they were trying to engage with as many systems as they could. At a certain point, I just started driving a truck and brute forcing my way over mountains, like fucking Skyrim style. Like, there's no way your truck can get up here. And I was like, I will make (laughs) it happen because I'm not going around. Now the the way that works is like it'll run out of gas at a certain point, right? Yeah, or they have they, yeah they have batteries, so they. But if you you're can, driving on the highway, if you're driving on the highway, it doesn't lose battery. Yes, but I also had very high level trucks, so mm. the chance of me running out of battery is very slim. The chance of it blowing up was much higher because I was continuously damaging the truck. Trucks can jump. Who knows why? Oh. Uh, but so that's how you get around the rocks on the mountains. Like you can jump in such a way that the game just like freaks out and they whoa, you're up here now. And so I would do that. There's a part where I really lost all motivation when you get to the snowy mountain areas and then you walk even slower than normal because you have to like trudge through the snow. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to get increased fatigue because of frostbite and like you're in the cold or whatever so it just it becomes too much to give a shit about and there were just so many times where i felt like the game was actively punishing me for playing it like you would get to a new area that was in the middle of nowhere and you feel accomplished because you made this hike and the whole goal is to get there put your magic usb necklace in the thing and then connect them to the network so you can rest and move on to the next area there were so many times near the like mid portion of that game where you'd get there and they'd be like nah fuck you i hate you and your stupid thing thanks for the delivery and then the game would be like, okay, well, we still got to get him to join. So you go all the way back where you came from to pick something up and then come all the way back to deliver it. And it's like, no, I already did this. Why do I have to do it again? And that happened numerous times. Mm. 
where it's just like it seems like this is weird padding and doesn't really add anything to it. So like you get there and you can't connect to the network unless you go all the way back and and then come back. Again. Yeah, yeah, that seems bad. And, and like what? So video game donkey, mm-hmm. famous internet comedian, comedian YouTube man. His review of Death Stranding, he gives it a one out of ten. I wow. th- I think that that is one out of ten or one out of five. He probably gives it. I haven't watched the full thing. He probably gives it one out of like twelve Mario twos or something okay. or whatever his dumb rating system is. But is he, like when he does like seven, it, it is a serious reviews and it is a one out of ten. No, it's five. Oh, is it? It's a five. Okay. System. I I remember seeing people saying that he gave it a one out of ten, but okay. his argument is that you could watch the first hour or two hours of cutscenes mm-hmm. and then just watch the last few hours of cutscenes and everything in the middle doesn't actually matter to the overall plot. 100% true. <laughs> so I think there are a lot of good scenes that happen in the middle section, but they are inconsequential to the final outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. And... That is another reason why I feel like a lot of those missions are just padding is because they're not adding to the overall story at all. They just feel completely unnecessary. And unless you really love struggling and building these structures, it's not going to do it for you. And so the only thing that kept me going was I had to know what the ending was like. I, I had to do it. And I'm glad that I did it, but I still don't even think that it tells a great cohesive story. Like, it's fine, but it's one of those things where... I always feel shitty saying this, but people describe plots as anime a lot, and that is equated in terms of that meaning to be convoluted and stupid, and they don't end up explaining a lot. And, like, this is has that where they introduce a whole bunch of concepts and make them purposely obtuse and weird, and then they don't even get a full payoff or explanation in the end. I think that the ending of Death Stranding is enough payoff, and it gives you enough of what you were looking for to just be like, oh, this is a conclusion to the story. But I was not, like, walking away from it being like, ah, yes, I'm completely satisfied here. Mm -hmm. Like, I've... What a good plot. It just doesn't... It did not do anything for me in that way. And I get his whole thing of, like, it's hard to create bonds and you gotta bridge everyone together and all his dumb bullshit. But even in the end, the metaphors, like, all get, like, weirdly crossed and don't fully make sense anymore in a lot Mm. of scenarios. And when you have very long swaths at the end of your game where you literally sit there and listen to someone explain the whole fucking plot to you. But that's a Kojima game, right? Sort of. I mean, I can understand the plot of other Kojima games I, before well, yeah. the ending. I, well, I'm saying, like, Metal Gear Solid Oh yeah, at the, 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 fu- at the fucking end of Metal Gear Solid 2 when Raiden is fighting the President of the United States in a Dr. Octopus suit on top of the Capitol building, he's just yelling at you about mm-hmm. monologues and stuff but in like exposition but at least you're fighting him right whereas in this you're literally forced to sit down and listen as they tell you the plot well you're right i'm just saying like metal gear solid 4 had like like hour long cutscenes oh yeah and i'm just saying i don't even if it was a cutscene 
that's fine mm-hmm. but try yeah, to but you... try to spread it the fuck out throughout the course of the game mm-hmm. at least the ending cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid 4 have crazy shit going on I'm not I'm I'm just saying like he's always been known for like oh yeah he's lengthy he is known for lengthy cutscenes I just wish that they weren't just exclusively people talking in a mm-hmm. small room right like something's got to happen like at least in Metal Gear Solid people are getting shot or like fucking mechs are fighting with each other or there's a vampire right, right. man like <laughs> shit is going on yes yes Whereas in this, it's just like, hey, did you want to see a two-hour-long cutscene where we just talk in a room? And it's like, well, I guess. It's See, it seems like this game, it, it was supposed to be the weirdest game of the year. Probably, but I don't even know that it has that. Yeah, like, I think Control probably wins that. Probably. I gotta and can't I, wait to play Control. Yeah, it's coming in a few days for me. And this game just seems so weird, and it's just... it just—it is weird, but a lot of it seems like it's weird for the sake of, of being, being weird, weird, not necessarily weird for the sake of proving a point. Right? There's just a bunch of bizarre shit, and I get that he was trying to make some point, and it—it right. it doesn't make him seem like he's like woke or anything. It mm. just seems like this is bizarre, well, yeah. and it, it feels like he. I would argue the player's being pulled in a million different directions and it's never a cohesive thing. I would argue it's like the exact opposite of woke in a lot of aspects. Yeah, yeah, in some ways. As far as I understand, he does need an editor. I think so, but it just... Yeah, I I can't even trash on the gameplay because, like, it's fine enough. It's just, it's paced really poorly and the, the plot is in for a lot of the game is inconsequential do you think it would have been better if it was shorter yes i think if it was at half as long it would have been a lot better the reason why i ask is because like part of that impact is like you just walking for like minutes and i i don't even know how long it takes to get from like one point to another forever i mean in some cases it takes over a half hour but right. it, and like I assume that gives like that gives more impact. I guess it it does give more impact, but you could still give that impact over a smaller amount of time. Yeah. I think like fifty hours is too long right. for that metaphor to continue going mm. on. And I realize that like it wasn't supposed to be fun, quote unquote. And I don't think games have to be no. fun to be interesting, but. At a, at a certain point, it becomes less like, oh, I see what he's going for here, and more like, this is a torturous experience that I do not want to continue doing. Well, and a lot of times, like, when it's not fun, it, you have some something else to grasp onto. Yeah, and, like, in this, I just, I, you, I wanted so badly to grab onto the plot or right. grab onto the characters, and it just didn't work for me in yeah, that you, way. You didn't like the, you didn't like the protagonists. Yeah, I, Norman Reedus, I think, is a bad, he does a bad job of mm-hmm. making you give a shit about sam porter bridges i just don't <laughs> have any affinity towards that character whatsoever yes yes i it, you didn't seem to like the story no this it, it just it didn't do it for me and i know a few people who it did it worked right. for and that just that wasn't me so like it's not it's the, I, I don't know part I, of, I tried so hard like i tried as hard as possible part of like the problem for me is like I feel like the message of this game is the exact opposite of reality where like it's all like oh no one's connected anymore and I feel like we as a people are, are too m- connected are more connected now than we've ever been in history but I mean that's part of the that's part of the metaphor oh, okay, is it because is. we're all connected but not really 
I, because I, it, because it's all just like weird meaningless anonymity or I, I guess, platitudes. Yes. But he also mixes that metaphor a lot where mm-hmm. like the way you connect to the people is a fucking handcuff yes. that like it just yeah it, it's mixed on a lot of different levels right mm-hmm. and, and see like it, but like my thing is like I in the real world I have no one I can talk to about hockey and the islanders and everything yeah but like i have outlets because of the internet where i and i've gotten to know people well yeah but the death stranding hasn't happened in real life no and but i i (laughs) was coming soon i'm right right and then like you have those people where it's like hey these are online people and i've never met them in real life but they're legitimately my friends and stuff yeah no i have had that experience i the first girl that i had a meaningful romantic Mm. relationship with i met online right Right. like it just stuff like that happens and i know people who have gotten married under that same circumstance it just yeah he's not trying to say his whole thing is just weird and it it doesn't goes a million different ways Mm mm-hmm and yeah, life is hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> as as is delivering packages. Yes, but I just yeah, this game did not do it for me. I yeah, I, I know mm-hmm. people. I like building things does it for some people, and then I I have heard that the plot does it for some people, and I'm sure that there will be all kinds of weird academic scholarly articles about things and meanings and Death Stranding for years to come. I just don't think that I will give a shit about reading those as I did in the same way that I did for Metal Gear things, mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, here's this in-depth look at this strange Metal Gear thing. What does right. it mean? You know, like I enjoy reading those types of articles. This I do not think I would give a shit or want to know i god i hope he doesn't make a sequel to this and i just hope he makes something else okay but my last question Uh uh-huh which game is more convoluted this game or kingdom hearts this game wow because wow no because kingdom hearts at least gives you the ability to understand Mm -hmm. like Okay, also, that's an unfair comparison because it's over the course of, like, 12 games, right? I I understand. I'm just, like, I just kind of wanted to... Because, like, I know they're both very convoluted, and Kingdom Hearts is known for being convoluted. Yes, and Kingdom Hearts is fully convoluted, but you take the last few hours of cutscenes in this game, Mm -hmm. and it is one of those things that happens in a lot of anime where people are throwing around these fucking terms, and it's like, what was this introduced? (laughs) What does this mean? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And at least Kingdom Hearts is, like, more... I don't know, like, it's more fantasy. Right. Like, it's it's meant to be weird and strange, whereas this is, I think, supposed to be similar, but because it takes place with real actors yeah. that are super famous in the country we fucking live in, it's harder to be like, well, I'm so removed from this, mm-hmm. it's a magic fantasy land. I don't know. Now, does it is it all pretty much the same landscape? Uh, it gets different. There's like waterfalls and lakes and snowy mountains. And I was just kind of wondering because regions like, weird rock formations. Because like you have like the the Kansas flatlands in like the United. It's actually, definitely not as diverse as the real United okay. States. I mean, it is slightly diverse because because they can't have you traversing the exact same terrain the whole game. But it, it right. tries to approximate mm-hmm. that on a smaller scale, which I think it succeeds kind of well at that, but. It's an interesting thing, and like mm-hmm. I appreciate that he went for something. I right. just think that it falls flat in a lot of a lot of ways. That's fair. So, 
Which I, I guess I should have expected in the first place. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I I've gone into this game saying like it wasn't for me. Like no, for, and for I months, I knew so. that it wasn't for you, but it, right. like I just it's one of those things where you want to believe that he has that weird magical quality and like right. he could create something like Metal Gear again. It just he didn't, and people always try to say like, oh well, he but he did like Zone of the Enders, but he like didn't really like it's more just his name was on zone of the enders and a lot of other people did zone of the enders mm-hmm. like i think the two games that he truly was the actual like auteur of were metal gear and baktai mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I, I the other ones i don't think he did as much yeah, you yeah. Know? so oh smashing the mic i'm getting so excited so <laughs> thankfully we're done and i never have to talk about death stranding again yes tell me about forager Forager is... I've only played a couple hours so okay. far. Um, it is basically Stardew Valley, if you take out the town and talking to other people. Okay. So you're just kind of like, you're just kind of plopped into, like, basically an island, and you're just, go. Like, there's barely any tutorial, so you just kind of, like, start chopping down... Chopping down trees, trees and to get building to get build, make buildings yes, yes. and just advance the advancements. Yes, <laughs> okay. exactly. And it's just like, yes, so that's... And that's what I'm doing. And uh, and then you kind of... You level up. At, you get experience for, like, every time you chop down a tree or break wood. Or break wood. Uh, break rocks or, you know, like, you break coal or get gold or something. And then as you get experience you level up and then you can unlock new things so then you can kind of unlock new buildings or just kind of whatever and then you can just kind of make money you can you actually have to like create money in the game and then you can spend that money to buy new land interesting so you start expanding it's one of those games where it started out and i was just like oh whatever it's like a stardew valley clone but simpler but then like I got hooked, and then it, it's very hard to pull yourself away from those kind of games. Yeah, once, it is. Because, like, it, it, it's exactly the issue of, like, civ, civ, the Civilization series, where, like, a lot of games, like, you're playing Death Stranding, you're thinking about the moment, you're just thinking about the moment to moment. In games like Stardew Valley and Civilization, mm-hmm. you're, you're in, like, a future th- tense, you're thinking about what you're going to be doing next. So, like... It's hard to stop, like, put yourself back into, like, the moment and be like, I gotta stop and move on. Because, like, that's... I had that yesterday because, like, I knew I was going out to eat with you for dinner. So I, like, set an alarm because it it was hard. I I just kind of kept playing. I was like, oh, I gotta do a couple more things. Yeah. And then before I knew it, I was like, I gotta text Manny. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) Because otherwise I'm going to be here for, like, three hours playing this stupid game. So, like, it's... I don't know if you will like it as much. Probably not. Because, because like, the social aspects yes. are what do it for me in Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon. So. Which I didn't I didn't really quite realize until I talked to you kind of last night about that. Yeah. yeah. And there's none of that. You're not talking about No, yeah, it's not. So. so. And that's what I liked about Stardew Valley. I did not engage and talk to anyone. Oh, yeah. That's like the part that most people like it for. No. <laughs> so. I just kind of liked making my town and just kind of making money and then just going to bed and. Yeah. 
And then in the winter, I would go to the caves every day. Mm-hmm. I never talked to anyone. God, I wish the caves didn't suck so much in that game. They were there, like all the Harvest Moon games that had cave systems like that, I think were a lot better. Oh, okay. But I didn't mind it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's weird and mm-hmm. could be better. But that's, I, I have more context for games like that than most people because I right. played like 30 Harvest Moon games. So then when people were like, oh, Stardew Valley, I was mm-hmm. like, it's literally just a yeah, Harvest yeah. Moon clone. But people don't realize that, I think, yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. So, yeah, I'm enjoying Forager. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it is uh, for you. Probably not. No, I mean, I, I thought about buying it when it came out on Switch at first, but then I just fell off. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I guess if you're, doing other things. if you're really wanting to play Animal Crossing, I would maybe say, like, this will hold you over a little bit. It doesn't have that, like, Animal Crossing charm. Yeah. But it at least has some of that, like, daily routine stuff. Yeah. But this doesn't have, like, a daily routine at all. No, like it's just it, you keep going forever. A, which, I mean, it does have, like, an energy system, which you then just have to stop and eat for, like... A half a second oh, okay. get your energy back and then just keep going yeah so tell me about bug for what was it? Bug, bug, fables, bug fables the sapling of life um this is a game that was kickstarted uh, around like four years ago okay um and it is literally just paper mario but with bugs oh that's cool like literally is it like the original or like the thousand, it is like, it is like the well thousand year doors is just the original again basically but it's, right. it's like it is that okay so it is the action battle system that they stole from super mario rpg in the first place okay awesome. where like you basically just it's closer to paper mario so like each attack is like a weird mini game where like oh hold down until mm. you're at the right point and the hammer will come down except that it's a beetle right yeah and it's his horn that's coming down or the bee on your team she has a boomerang and you just have to hit x while it's in the green so then you do more damage and then the third person has ice magic and you have to push the right button mm-hmm. when it comes out it is that paper mario gameplay but almost to the point where it feels like they could take legal action <laughs> Oh. Like, it feels identical, and when the enemies blow up, they, like, explode with the weird little circles that have (laughs) stars in them in Paper Mario, but they have leaves in them in this. Like, it just, it feels very similar to those old, the first two Paper Mario games. In fairness... They haven't made one of those in, like, 15 no, years. No, and so that that's why I think it's interesting, is people then clowned on Super Paper Mario for the Wii because it was more of an action game. I still really like that game, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not it's not the same, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when they tried to get back to that, they made Paper Mario Sticker Star, Color Splash, and mm-hmm. I think another one. And they took out all of the personality. Yes. Like, they took out all the unique characters and most of the cool story elements. The rumor is that Miyamoto stepped in and said these games don't need story. That's not why people come to these, which is literally not true at all. Also, the rumor is that he was like, no new characters. Yeah. So basically you're stuck with Toad, Toad, and more Toad. Yeah. So, So, like, that kind of sucks, especially if it's true. Yes. This is like those original games where the only way I can describe it is it feels so wholesome. (laughs) Like, everything about it just gives me, like, warm fuzzies. Right. And it just, the characters all have a ton of personality. The main character, his name is Kabu, and he is a green beetle, and he came from the north. Then there is V, who is a bee, and Leaf, who is a moth that seems to have been displaced from time. And essentially, they are members of this Explorer's Guild 
uh, and they go out on missions to collect artifacts for the Queen of the Ant Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I am now on the second expedition. I probably won't talk much more about this in the future because I am only playing it every Thursday just to stream right. it because I needed a game to stream. So I play like an hour and a half, an hour per week. Uh, but I really like it. Right now, it is only for PC, but it will also be coming to Switch, which seems like the perfect Switch game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just like those original Paper Mario games. It has that same charm, the same type of battle system, uh, and it seems like it has a ton of content. They said there are over 15 optional secret bosses in it. Mm. I Last night, I got to the part where you can finally take side quests, and I got all kinds of stuff. Some of the stuff I can't even find there's and it's funny like one of the quests i ran into last night is you go to the royal library and there's this bug in there who's like man they only collect the best books in here where are all the shitty books basically and so then you go to the quest board and there's a quest from him to find shitty books (laughs) and so i found one last night and you give it to him and he gets so excited and he's like oh look at this it's supposed to be a murder mystery but the true mystery is how did this even get published i love (laughs) shitty books and i was like see this is the kind of thing i'm looking for from a weird charming game like this is just like this is dumb right and it's pretty funny uh I've enjoyed it a lot so far. The, f- the My main and only complaint is that the first dungeon was too long. Okay. Uh, and I hope that the remainder are, like, slightly shorter or whatever. But after, like, it took me over an hour. And, like, normally for the first dungeon in an RPG like that, that's way, way too long to yeah. be, like, a tutorial segment. Um, but other than that, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I That's think awesome. it is super good. I for sure will not beat it this year at the rate of an hour a week, <laughs> but I, I'm glad that I picked it to stream. Um, it took them four years. It seems like they have delivered on exactly what the promise they originally set up was. But yeah, it just it is so Paper Mario to the point where at one point I was like, can they get sued for this? Because it's just Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. But can you get sued for, like, gameplay? You can, if it's too similar. Okay. So that's why I was like, ooh, rough. But I, I don't think they will, but I, it just is one of those things where it's right. like, this is so, so, so similar. Because, like, the other thing is I assume it comes down to if they're not even making those kind of games anymore. Which they're like, not really. But yeah. the, the holding down and then releasing it is literally yeah, Mario's yeah, yeah. thing from those games yes. when he has the hammer. So I was like, oh, I see here. Mm-hmm. We're just, it just is Paper Mario. But like, then again, like, I know that's Paper Mario, but like, do they own that game mechanic? I, I don't know. I mean, some companies I mean, do do that where they... Right, they right. patent things like that, but I mean, all those Mario and Luigi games also did stuff like that. Right, I'm just uh, trying to think, like, because like Konami for the longest time had like no mini games and, and loading screens. Loading screens. Yeah. So, but, but like, I mean, it, it, it even has the paper aesthetic, right? right. Like it looks like Paper mm-hmm. Mario, except that they're bugs, which I think is also really funny. Mm-hmm. They didn't even like they were just like, yeah, this is our inspiration. Right. Let it rip. Which is which is good for it's, like it, it is it. Because I know people are probably out there that have been wanting that experience and haven't. No, I know, and that, that's one of the things time. I said in my stream is like, I people are always like, oh well, I don't think it's really a great time for video games right now or whatever, and like I, 
there could not be a better time for video games, man. Because you... anything anything you want to play or mm-hmm. anything that you used to like, someone is making that. Yes. And my example was I miss Mega Man Battle Network. I backed a game on Kickstarter six months ago that is literally Mega Man Battle Network but mm-hmm. a roguelite. Like, they, Advance Wars is gone. They made Wargroove. Like, right. they're... If you can think of a thing that you wanted to have or wanted to be remade, somebody's doing that. And it might not be exactly the same, but it is at least going to be similar enough Mm -hmm. that you'll probably enjoy it. I've been wanting a Donkey Kong Country. And fucking that shit's coming out. Ukulele ukulele? is close enough to that, but uh, Kaze, Kaze, that comes out soon, doesn't it? I I haven't heard anything. As far as I understand, they've been actually like busy making it. That was in the uh, Inside Xbox indie... Mm. uh, it's montage. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, so I, I wonder if it's going to come out soon. Oh, and that probably then X Game Pass then maybe. Yeah, right? probably. Oh, sweet. But yeah, like if, right. if there's a thing like that you were like, oh, I really like this, like mm-hmm. it's probably yes. going to happen. Yes. And so like this is just one of those that it's like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. proves that because mm-hmm. yeah. holy shit. Yeah, and I, I I think this has been a weaker year, especially in the AAA space. Yeah. But that's just because of the nature of like, generation yeah it makes sense it's just but i I mean i wouldn't say like this has been a terrible year for games no i think a lot of good games came out this year i just think Mm -hmm. like most of them come with a caveat of like this is for you if you like this kind of thing Mm -hmm. and if you do then you're really gonna like it yes all right so you played sparklight i don't even know what the fuck this is i originally wait can i what are you playing it on ps4 okay i have no idea what it is then what the hell was the xbox game where you could like it was sort of like little big planet spark something i don't know oh fuck but i thought it was this but it definitely is not if it is on because it was the one they added conquer to what the fuck was that game called i'll look it up while you explain okay so stop me if you've heard this before it is a roguelite oh okay that is procedurally generated with procedurally generated worlds so you basically you kind of like you're you're dropped down in basically the same spot every time, and your goal is to just kind of run around the world collecting sparklights, which is basically the in-game currency. And you're just trying to advance through different areas, and once you kind of defeat an area, you have basically unlocked that area, and you don't have to like do that dungeon anymore, and you can move on to the next area. When you die, you're just sent back to like a hub world where you can run around and spend all your sparklights on permanent upgrades okay so it's it's a roguelite but it's a like a very like light roguelite so uh uh, some of the things you can spend your currency on is these patches which then the patches either get let you upgrade your attack or give you more health and like the patch system kind of works like like old resident evil inventory oh where you like have to tetris it up in the box okay yes and then, but, like, you can you can spend sparklights to then, like, upgrade your box so you can, like, then have more patches in your, in your like, space or whatever. Uh, and then you're kind of spending your sparklights on permanent weapons and then, like, different items. So it, it didn't review particularly well. It's 6 out of 10 or whatever. I'm kind of enjoying it. Like, but I, I don't, I'm getting kind of sick of, like, the very, very difficult... Uh, roguelites where you're like man i'm gonna have to spend like 50 to 100 hours to eventually beat this game where this i could feel like i could probably beat it 
in 10 to 15 where like because i do sense that progression and death doesn't feel entirely too punishing okay so the game i was thinking of is project spark and it came out in 2014 and they added conquer from conquer's bad fur day to it no this looks like uh like old 2d zelda interesting oh no i'm thinking of the sword of ditto i have no idea and maybe i've never heard of this no i think you have uh, because I'm pretty sure they showed it at the last at one of the uh, Nintendo Indies. Interesting. Can't say that I've seen that. I, or rem- I, I remember the name. Mm-hmm. I think so they've shown they it. They probably at, like, showed some... it at a Nintendo thing. Yes. So. Um. And so the last game on our list here that I added at the end that I don't really have to talk about very much is Luigi's Mansion Three. Mm-hmm. I beat it. It's. A good, it's a good game. I, uh, I love Luigi, man. Right. At the end of that game, I was just like, oh, Luigi, what a guy. Um, but it is fun, and yeah. I think it holds up through the whole way mostly. Um, I still hate that one boss battle, and it made me. Sad. Actually, the last bosses, the last few bosses, I thought like, whoa, these are really good. Oh, like the one, the one of the pirate one, I thought mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. There's one where you have to fight like a fitness trainer ghost in a pool. Mm-hmm. And that one was more like a puzzle than an actual boss fight, so I enjoyed that. Right. Uh, the final boss I could see being challenging because you have to, like, it's one of the few where you have to aim and it matters, mm. but, like, timed aiming. So I fucked up a couple times and was like, am I just an idiot? Right. And it was like, no, I just have to do it faster. Uh, but it, I, I think it is pretty consistent uh, overall. The, mm-hmm. the puzzles are fun enough. The only parts that I didn't really enjoy were when you... Like you, because you get an elevator button at the end of every floor when right. something steals it, and then you have yeah, to follow yeah. them back, which happens a couple times throughout the game. And I was like, that just feels like weird padding. Yeah, it's not it's... necessary because it it doesn't feel like the game is light on content or anything, or right. it wasn't long enough. That just was like, this is weird. Yeah, like yeah. someone said to you, "Hey, man, you gotta have this be longer." Mm-hmm. So th- those were kind of unnecessary, but. Everything else, I just feel like that game is like jam packed with yeah. charm. Yeah, the, especially the the pirate area. I was like, holy shit! Would you say that was your favorite area? I think so. I, but we, you, you know, I love pirates. So it's I know. Just, I yeah. just, I was just wondering because the movie set was pretty. Awesome the movie well. set, I think, may actually be the best floor. Okay. Like in terms of just like interesting puzzle mechanics. Yes. yes. The later floors, it seems like they were just like, yeah, this is like an area, but you just fucking walk through here, mm-hmm. and not a lot of it is okay. tied to what the theme is. Right. Um, my least favorite by a large margin was the Egyptian pyramid floor. Okay. Fuck that, dude. Sucking up the sand. That's stupid. I didn't get there. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but everything, like the whole, as an experience, I enjoyed it very much. Right. That's not what hotels are like. No, no. But that's, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it struck a good balance between Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2, mm-hmm. whereas like 2 was too long and was a little harder than it should have been and one was like really short and more exploratory it fits like right in between those two which which is good i i hope that it sold well for them because they did it ruled so it was the best selling switch game until pokemon came out well that's unfair yeah (laughs) so that that's cool and i i know a lot of people who had played it co-op and really liked it that way and it seems like the multiplayer online multiplayer co-op mode oh yeah scare scraper is also pretty cool those um, mini games not so much. the mini games not so great but i i don't know what that why yeah. they even added those that seems like a bizarre addition but other than that yeah luigi's mansion three two thumbs up good mm. stuff good mm-hmm. 
All right, so are you ready to move I on? I am. So we're going to move on to our part three, which is Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order, which mm. I only found out was how it was done two weeks after I got the game, I think. Oh. Because I've, I always thought it was Star Wars colon Jedi Fallen Order, but no. it is Star Wars Jedi. Yes. Which is bizarre. Which tells you that Star Wars Jedi is, is going a to franchise be... thing. But, yes. like, okay, there are a lot of good old Star Wars Jedi games, right. such as Jedi Academy 1 and 2 and Jedi Outcast and Jedi Outcast 2. As so much so that Jedi Outcast 2 had such good lightsaber combat that it was actually played competitively and had a competitive <laughs> scene. I have that on the GameCube. That game fucking rules. The regular mode is a first-person shooter, but then you mm. get a lightsaber and it's third-person. It's really weird. That's weird. But I like Jedi Outcast 2. None of that's canon anymore. No. Because they killed it. Uh, so, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm -hmm. I liked a lot. I? Yeah have very mixed feelings about this game okay what I, are your mixed feelings i wrote down all my complaints okay nice <laughs> so and then after that i'll probably i'll try to stay a little more positive but like i gotta get some of the stuff okay that i found frustrating one it is unpolished this game needed months of oh that i no one can disagree with you on that that's not even an opinion no. that's just like so i don't i don't get it i i the thing that seems to be the popular opinion is they were told that it had to come out yes. before the Star Wars movie, which, or, like, who, why and who cares? It feels like they were like, this has got to get out before the Star Wars movie. We're launching Disney Plus and we're launching maximum, maximum Star Wars action. Yes. And, like, I get that, but mm. also wouldn't you want it to be the best product it can be? Because yeah. I think it is a great game. It just needed... A little extra time. I the comparison I heard was, it's like Uncharted the first one. I guess where it's I not just, quite the there. Uncharted comparison. I also like they tried to sell it as that. It is fucking not that. And well, no, what they meant is like with the unpolished and it not quite being there. Where like then the second one comes it out, comes and out and it's way better. Yes, I yes. hope that is the case. With that this. Th that's what they weren't saying. Like it's like Uncharted and like gameplay wise, but people are trying to say yes. That. <laughs> um, the second one. This is definitely my opinion. Yeah. I was not crazy about the combat oh it's fucking so sick i just i don't like i don't like that kind of a system like i don't yeah. like a timing based like oh, yeah. blocking but system, i mean that's like system. just what it is I, I yeah so i i don't like parrying yeah like i did dodging most of the time you do not have to dodge or parry that's the good news is because you can fucking kill anything instantaneously with force powers and i played on the second yes. hardest difficulty like you can once you get force push yes. you can just blow everyone off the edge and never have to fight a scenario unless you're fighting a certain enemy and then it's like oh force powers don't matter what the final boss no there were like some of the bigger enemies where you couldn't push them off well, you can't push them off, but I mean, you can slow them to get a yes. free hit, and then that's what I when did. your back to tank refills your force fully, you can just do that again. That's what I did. I just would slow down enemies. I yeah. hate. I fucked those enemies that had like the the duel, and they would like attack really quickly. Oh man, so easy. They would fuck me up. So easy. They fuck. I I I about 
less than halfway through the game, I just bumped it down to the lowest difficulty. About halfway through the game, I thought about raising the difficulty because <laughs> it was too I, easy for me. I was just like, I'm dying way too often here. Because, like, the the parry mechanic just didn't feel right to me. Oh, I don't know. It's, people said that a lot, but I think that's because... Uh, not you, but other people had played Sekiro. Right. And Sekiro's parrying timing gives you the illusion that it matters. You can fucking just mash the parry mm. button like an idiot. Right. And it will work. This actually seems to prevent that. If you just keep mashing it like an idiot, you're going to get hit no matter what. Definitely there was a point where in the middle of me playing it, they patched it to change the parry timing. Oh. And so that sucked because yeah, I was I like, I am doing what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when I stopped parrying altogether and mm -hmm. just used force powers to shred enemies, it was like, okay, well, you don't even have to do that. It just, it feels like weird unpolished dark souls parrying yeah they and that's that like it sometimes it worked and then sometimes i was like i feel but like I'm also doing the same thing. so the thing that was a bummer about it is most of the time you would get punished for parrying yes because then you don't get a hit and sometimes they can hit right after you parry mm -hmm. which is like it should be rewarding yeah and i I didn't have an issue when it was like projectiles. Like I understood no, that, that time. Yeah, that's that one also felt so not correct at all. I, I but I was able to do that. But like with the like the sword swinging stuff, because that one you it. could push it so far beforehand, mm -hmm. and then they would still reflect it. And I was like, what is <laughs> what is the timing of this? Well, when you go on story, you, like <laughs> you could basically do it because and, yeah. because yeah, the the timing windows are supposed to be yeah. more strict on yes. the difficulty i was playing on and i was like if that is strict timing for this blaster reflect what the yes. fuck is the other one like yeah yeah so that like i didn't have a huge issue yeah. with, but like the i just my brain just i like a timing based rhythm thing like, yeah that's just not gonna go well for yeah, me yeah. of the map itself i did not care for uh, I, mean, I found it to be very as the game went on i got used to it and it was better but like I mean, it's just you can go where's green and you can't go where's red. But, like, the way the layout was, I, it was very confusing to me. Okay. I didn't care for it. I I hate it, and you've, you, you defended this, but I still hate it. Pressing L2 or, like, left trigger when you had to climb. Yeah, that doesn't it just, it, matter like, to It me. just drove me crazy every <laughs> single time. Because, I mean, especially once you do it, like, twice, mm. I never thought about it again. I thought about it every because normally time. i would hold l2 anyways and then it just doesn't matter because you don't even have to press it you're just holding l2 yeah. already i yeah i just no other game does that so it's just kind of weird i think games should do that because yeah. it is annoying when you accidentally fucking climb a wall and you can't get off of it or you have to do some dumbass thing so that is like it's making sure that you actually meant to climb the wall i don't have i have a I feel like that situation doesn't come up as often. As. I mean, it, it's especially in games like this, like in Dark Souls, and where the camera fucking sucks usually, it mm. is a huge issue. See, I, I, I don't... And it became an issue in this game, too, if you're trying to fight the enemies, and then the camera fucks up, and yeah. then it's like, oh, I'm climbing the wall. That's not what I wanted. See, I never accidentally climbed the wall. That happened in this. He would grab the wall because you get pushed into a corner, and then if I was holding L2... I it I yeah. see I never hit holding L2 I guess. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. That's and yeah, cuz like otherwise Cuz you just wouldn't hold L2 and you could drop off the wall and actually mm -hmm. defend yourself whereas in most other games you would just be climbing that wall and they would decimate you. Mm. 
So it's just annoying. I, I don't know. That seems like an actual good mechanic to me to prevent issues with the way the camera worked. But I, you also didn't play Dark Souls, no, so no. yeah. That did, so Dark Souls that means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, the platforming itself, it just it felt floaty. It just didn't feel right. I don't know about that either. I I, so people bitch about the slides also. I think you have oh, to be an that, idiot. That's coming up. Because like, this, never, it was never fun. Never one time did I fuck up jumping from a slide. Oh, I there was one insta- instance where like I couldn't do it. And the issue was I was jumping too late. Well, yeah, because you would be jumping too high at that point, right? And you needed to be lower? No, I, I jumped before and then I jumped further. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, well, it was just a... I don't know. That's just the game's polish at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah, I don't know. I Because like, it would just like... I would die and then I would start sliding again. And I, I was like, all right, I got to like per- time this perfectly. And I just kept dying over and over and over again. And then I like, accidentally hit the, the jump button like way before I meant to. Mm. And then I just went flying and like the jump was not an issue. And I just went, wow, that is very, very frustrating. That's weird. But I just didn't enjoy sliding. Did you enjoy like... No, but I mean, around? it's just it was one of the ways to make the world contiguous yes, so that yes. you couldn't get back up to certain areas. Which I, I understand that. It's a design thing. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I agree. He was not funny. I don't think he was supposed to be. Oh, he, Grease is supposed to be the comic relief of the game. I mean, there are certain points where he says funny things, but I don't know that he was supposed to like make you laugh out loud. I feel like he was supposed to be the comic relief of that game. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's an okay and character. He's okay. The Wookiees. I don't have anything else to add about that. They look <laughs> fucking terrible. Okay. I like this game a lot, but more than you apparently. Uh, oh, yes. What the f- Fuck, what the fuck happened? <laughs> they look like PS1 Wookiees. Like, what What happened? <laughs> like, you look at Cal as a character, and then you, like, look at the Wookiees, and you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? What? How did this happen? That one also couldn't even have been fixed by more time in the oven. Like, they just needed to not be that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what... What? Also, my perf- the performance on that planet was terrible mm, you played on a playstation 4 though right? xbox okay I, was, I played on a pro so which apparently the xbox version is even more broken than the playstation version oh interesting so but yeah i played on a pro so I which i find no performance that, issues yeah like i told you about the one bug where like i came up like because there was a lot of elevators and stuff i came up the elevator and i'm on the roof and they're like there's supposed to be this epic battle everyone's just standing there t-posed Okay, well, that's, yeah, that that's one of the things that they just needed more time. It, it, there it, were a lot, like, especially on Dothamir, mm-hmm. there would be times when right near one of the rest points, I was supposed to run up and there would be two guys, mm-hmm. and sometimes they would be there, and sometimes they wouldn't, and then I would, like, turn around, and right. they would both appear out mm-hmm. of nowhere T-posed, and yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I think was a major issue, is that, like, they had... Something is wrong with the way assets stream into that game. Because even though it's on Unreal 4 and like Unreal is known for having those types of pop-in issues, like mm-hmm. no games are that bad anymore. No, like, like definitely there is some issue with the way the assets are streaming into the game because like 
sometimes just like the floors don't pop in or the enemies are supposed to spawn and they just like don't and then they do way later and i'm not prepared because i already went by there also sometimes cal just like is like floating and just really bizarre weird streaming issues that like should not happen Mm -hmm. i definitely didn't have as bad a time as most people because i didn't get the game until a week later right and it had already had like three patches so it wasn't as fucked up for me but like just still how fucked up some of the stuff was was like oh yeah what was this like before it was not great um did you ever have it hard crash no i did okay (laughs) which i knew it was going to as soon Mm. as it happened you know the part where you are like in the arena yeah okay so there are two enemies at the end that are both like you get them down to a certain amount of health and then there's a square prompt and he does like a cinematic kill Mm -hmm. something happened and the enemy the square prompt disappeared and it got stuck t-posed like while it was half dead and it still had a health bar and so i found a way to kill it Mm -hmm. and then I waited a minute, and the game didn't advance, and nothing else happened, and I was like, oh, this is actually broken. Like, nothing will fix this. And so I went to try to load, like, just load the last checkpoint, and I pushed start, and it crashed immediately, because Mm. it just didn't know what to do in that scenario. It was like, "Mm, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah. So what happened? You had to do that entire fight Yeah, which was not that bad, but it was just like, come on. Yeah. Why, Why is this happening? Yeah. So, back to my complaints. Yes. Uh, throwing the lightsaber. Not satisfying. Okay, I never did that once. Because I didn't need to. It wasn't satisfying. Okay. But God, the, in fairness to that, God of War probably ruined like most games with for that. Mm, probably. Yeah. Uh, I When you get the two lightsabers, which is a really cool moment, Yeah. I would have liked to have been able to use both lightsabers. You can. You well, yeah, but one and push square. Well, yeah, but like that's only one move. Like, like yeah, what if but, all times you could just like go? I crazy? mean, that's fine. Or the dual lightsaber sucked also. It did suck. But that's, I understand why, because it has to be balanced for I, the combat. Well, and but, I realized that, and that sucked. But I hated that mm-hmm. because it's like I would way rather use a dual lightsaber. But because they wanted to make it for crowd control and yes. they had to have a reason for you to use the original still as well, it had less attack. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, if it's a laser blade, the attack is the same. Yeah, yeah. So I was bummed by that. Yeah. But I, I got why. I was just like, what? just let me be cool. But that's not yeah. what this one was about, I guess. Yeah, like, so I, it's hard for me. It, it, like, you can't be the Force Unleashed again, and I get that. I, I, my complaints are, like... I wanted a completely different combat system, so like. Well, yeah, but I. That's, so like that, I, I, that I was get not that. Happen, that yeah. No, like what I'm asking for is like a completely different game. Yeah. And then like the chests itself, I wish there was like something more to it. Yeah, I mean, because like get you, cosmetic. Upgrades. I know, but like, and like my stupid video game brain is like, oh, there's a chest, I gotta open it, and then like I'd get this upgrade, and I never changed. Anything. Oh really? I changed it all the time. See, so like, just because like, I like the way it looks aesthetically. You the lightsaber? Yeah. But then, like, you like it's so small and far away. Like you. Oh, I could see it perfectly. I didn't never like. It's like I don't really care. And then like the ponchos, you're like, I don't care. It's just another. Poncho. The ponchos were really ugly. Yeah, like it's just like this is gonna be just another bad looking poncho. It is. And then, I didn't wear the poncho. Yeah, I didn't either. I wore the regular suit. And but that's what I mean. Like, and anytime you got a poncho, it's like, oh. I don't care. Yeah. How many uh, healing things did you end the game with? Five? Holy shit. 
at nine yeah like at a certain point i just kind of like started mainlining it because like i wasn't in love with it also i just didn't like cal that much oh i think he's a great character really yeah this is one of the few star wars games where i was actually glad that it was tied to the regular cinematic universe Mm -hmm. because that is my normal complaint with most star wars things now is that they try to shoehorn in like characters that shouldn't be there anymore or don't deserve to be there anymore, which is my main problem with the most recent Star Wars movies, Mm -hmm. which is the exact opposite of the issue that everyone else has, which is why they were so butthurt about the last fucking movie. But, like, they did not ever really explore what it was like for the Jedi and the Padawan to actually have to go into hiding and, like, Mm -hmm. what it did to their brains. I like that. I'm just saying, like, I found Cal to be, like an empty vessel most of the time. And he had somewhat of a story arc, but I feel like all the characters around him just had more interesting story arcs. I don't think that Seer had an interesting story arc, really. Really? Because, yeah. like, her whole thing was, like, she, she like, was captured by, you know, the dark side. Yeah. And then tortured, and then she had to give up her Padawan, and then she had to, like go into, like, harness the dark side. No, and I get, get that. Like, I just, like, Kale's whole thing is, like he had to watch his master die and it was like because he had not fully completed his training he's right he's literally broken yes but then like but then like you meet the i can't even remember his name at the beginning of the game where it's like clearly like this guy is like his father figure right yeah and then like that guy dies and cal's just like okay well, I mean, that was he was upset by that, and then but like they never reference him again. They I mean, never... that was never going to happen though. Like that's just asking for something that this game was not I, meant I, for. I but like it went for like a story driven, but like it just like it, they didn't give that that moment any levity or anything. Like, I guess like time to breathe or anything. It's just but I they weren't given the game wasn't no, given time it, to breathe. No, like the pacing was really weird with this game. I don't know. Like I I. And even with all these complaints, I still think it's one of the better games of the year, which I think like kind of tells you how I feel. About I don't know, like year. I actually really like this game a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that it actually did a, like storytelling super well, especially right. near the ending. Yes, which I won't spoil outright right at this moment, but like I think they do a killer job with characters that appear in the last half of that game. Yes, that is like fucking awesome. And normally, like, the thing that I think a lot of people want is for Star Wars to just drop Jedi altogether now and, like, just tell a fucking story in this universe that should be huge and expansive, but mm. somehow takes place in this tiny area. Yes. At least with this one beforehand, they said that it takes place in that tiny area, so you know what to expect. Like, you know what Cal was. You yes. know what happened to Seer pretty early on, like... You get that. Like, right. they are the Empire. Mm-hmm. They are not in the Outer Rim. Like, they were forced to hide because of Order 66, right? So, like, you know that that is what this is set in. Right. Whereas, like, the fucking Mandalorian is... Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. It just... It did a lot for that. And, like, right. actually, I think, is a good portrayal of the Jedi. Because normally they're like... Oh, they're just like invincible cool soldier men who are way into zen shit right but this is like every jedi you come into contact with is like their brain was shattered literally basically Mm. so it's it's just interesting to see them portrayed as actually flawed characters outside of anakin who was just like angsty teen boy Mm -hmm. 
it's just weird to actually see them give characters like that flaws. Now, I do want to mention that I wrote this about like these complaints about halfway through the game. Yeah. We'll probably get to it here at some point. Yeah. There's a moment where like I came around and I started to like the game a lot more. Yeah. So like it, like this game was very much a roller coaster for, for you. me. Yeah. I just like I like that kind of combat and right. I knew that's what it was going in right. because of all the previews. And when I said earlier that Bug Fables is like Paper Mario to the point where it's mm. like semi litigious. This game is fucking Dark Souls. Yes. To the point where it's like, really? Mm. You rest at meditation points. Yes. Which are literally just Dark Souls bonfires because when you rest to regain your health, you respawn all the enemies in the area and you respawn your Estus Flask equivalent, which are back to tanks. Mm -hmm. And they. You can use those to have your droid heal you. Mm -hmm. And the combat is that more slow, deliberate, like, counter-based system. Which, like I said, you don't even have to engage with that once you have force powers, really. But you can. And it just... It is it is Dark Souls in a way that is weird. It's, like, even you open up shortcuts yeah. to get back to previous areas. Except the game goes the extra mile of telling you that a shortcut was unlocked. And that I just, like, laughed at the first time, and I was like, wow. See, that... This just is Dark Souls. Th that felt like God of War, which, I mean, like... But you don't have that frame of reference for Dark Souls. Like, it literally... That is Dark Souls. Well, there did was... that as a mechanic. Well, I realize that, but I'm saying, like, God of War because, like, the the director worked on God of War 3. Yeah. So, like, I do think, like, he pulled some stuff from God of War. But that, well. like... It's, yeah, but it's, yeah. But yeah. it's literally... God of War didn't have bonfires. Everyone's no, no, a no. shortcut to get back to a fake bonfire. Yeah, yes. Which is what Dark Souls did, too. Like, it's just... Especially the way the healing works and the way the enemies respawned and the way they fucking... When you die, the enemy takes your experience and then you have to go hit mm. them, which is the way it was in Bloodborne. Yes. Like, it just looks like they looked at a From Software game and it was like, but what if mm. Star Wars... Yes. And it's like, okay, which is bizarre because they tried to fucking sell it as Uncharted. Right. Which is not what it was at all. No. So, I... And I am glad that it was not because if the highest level action set piece they had with what they showed at E3, it's a poor Uncharted substitute. Yeah. And, like, it has those strange metroid e elements where you just get new abilities or new equipment to let you access new areas mm -hmm. which i can go either way on that because sometimes it was like oh cool now i can go up here but other times it was like why can't i just go up there now and now yeah. i have to go around this whole thing it just felt like some of the level design maybe wasn't what it could have been which in some scenarios like early on you can go to the dathomir which why why can you do that? I, well, I was going to bring that up, but like apparently, like there's a way to get there. Yes, they. I think that is fixed now. Yeah, but like, like some people got like were able to like. Yeah, there's a gap that you need to be able to, to jump double jump. double jump across, and you right. don't get that until way later in the game. So you get there, and you're supposed to just assume, oh man, I can't get there. Except I could get really close. Yes. So I thought like maybe I can keep doing it until I was just like, oh, I'll just give up on this. But people were able to actually make that jump, and then you are stuck in an yes. uncompletable scenario that you can't escape from. And you have to restart the game. Yeah. Or restart a save. So I, that is fixed now, but yes. that that's insane. Yeah. That, that's really weird. 
I, I, I also, I don't get why they even give you the option to go there because you don't have and, to go there until like four or five planets later. Yeah, and that, I was going to bring that up. Like, it's early on, and I actually went there first because, like, I was yeah. just like, I don't know. I'm going to pick a, one by random. Yeah. And then it's like very obvious. It's like, oh, I can't do anything. It seems like it's all there just to give you the double lightsaber. Well, the double the, lightsaber's on the first planet. No, I, I got it on Dothamir. Then you did not go back and explore. <laughs> because I think you get it on Dothamir because you didn't get it where you were supposed to. Because you find it in Cordova's workshop on the whatever the fuck where the Jedi holocron is. Really? Yes. And it's like a... Huh. No, because like, I'm just like walking around Dothamir and then like there was like a workshop table and he's like, oh, I have this now. Oh, interesting. Now you like go to Eno Cordova's workshop and then he's like, oh, this is Cordova's lightsaber. And then he like puts it together with his and you see a whole bunch of stuff about Cordova when he like lost his lightsaber or whatever. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, I would assume that it's because if people okay. don't go back there, then they wouldn't get it. I, I eventually did get in there, but like uh, that was like at the end of the game when you go back there. I mean, the game, there's a point where the game basically is like, hey man, you found this thing, you should go check out that planet. And I was like, I guess that means there's probably some important thing there. So no, I like, because like I, I, you start on that planet or whatever. Well, and I ran around and did that stuff. And then, like, it was, then the game gave me, like, the two options of, you know, going to Dothamir or was it Kashyyyk? The mm, Wookiee planet? I think so. And I just picked Dothamir, and then it's just like, I walked up to a work table, and he's like, oh, what is this? And then I had a double lightsaber. Interesting. Yeah. I, I there's get... a point, like, halfway through the game, or, like, a quarter of the way through the game, where Greece will say, like, oh, hey. You should go back to whatever the fuck that first planet is called. No, I, I had the double lightsaber like within like the first hour and a oh, half. Oh, interesting. The game. That's really bizarre because I did not until way later. <laughs> oh, that's really. And it, it actually gives you like a lot of story context for Cordova too. I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I, I don't know because I found all the things there on that planet. Maybe mm. that's a bug. And you're not supposed to get it from that workshop table. I don't know. But I have no idea. That's actually crazy. <laughs> I Yeah, it was just like this really weird moment of like, this seems like a big deal. And then I used it and I was like, I don't like using this. No, I did not either. Which was disappointing because like I was very excited about that. Yeah, I. that's really weird. Maybe mm. they just have to have it multiple places because... In case you miss it? But... It seems like you could easily miss both of those things. Because where I get it, you have to purposely go back and explore. Because most right. people would just be like, shut up, dude. I'm not going back there. Yeah, I'm advancing yeah. the plot. But I was like, oh, there's probably a health tank. So I might as well go do that. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's really weird. Now I'm going like... to have to look up a video of like how to get the double lightsaber. Because I wonder if it is just in two separate ways. Hmm. Because it was at a workstation thing, but it was like, mm. oh, I found his lightsaber. What? No, it was on a Dothamir lightsaber. Interesting. Maybe yours looked different than mine. I don't think so. I mean, like, how could it look different? Because the it looks like their lightsaber at first. Mm. So, I wonder if the hilt is different. I mean, there was no animation or anything. It was like a standard... I, and he just... I don't know. It was a bizarre moment that, that it was really just weird. like, oh, I have the double lightsaber now, okay? Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, he just is like, oh, cool, lightsaber, mm-hmm. and then he, like, <laughs> solders it together. Your, your moment sounds better than mine. It does. Because, yeah, then BB, like, plays mm-hmm. one of the things, and you can find the stuff, and he talks about, you know, you absorb the dumb force shit. Right. Because he has whatever the hell that's called, where he can see the memories on objects. And so then he just, like, talks about, this is my workshop. Oh, my God. I think I did go into that workshop. Yeah, probably. But, but at that point, I obviously You already didn't. had it. Yeah. yeah, so it didn't matter. That's weird. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I really like, I think I really like this game a lot more than you, just because yes. I have that affinity for the Dark Souls type combat and stuff. And I, so it's weird because I'm not, I will not give Pokemon a pass for what they mm. have done. I will give Respawn a pass on this game because it is their first third person game and it is their first non-shooter game. Right. Right. So like they are actually learning how to make a completely new system with a completely new franchise, completely on like a totally different thing. And it is licensed. And it is licensed. So that adds a lot of dumb bullshit that they have to interact with them. But I also have faith that when they make a second one, Mm -hmm. it will be a better game. Right. And they probably will make a second one because it seems like it sold fairly well and it reviewed fairly well. Um, but like Pokemon, I know they will never actually learn a lesson. This, like they had an excuse for it to be sort of fucked up. Not that like it should not have had a couple more months cause it for sure it, should it have needed. Yes. Uh, but like they will patch it and right. those things will be fixed. Like mm-hmm. if you play this game next month, it'll be a much different experience probably than what you and me had. Right. Pokemon will never be patched in that way. No. So it's just frustrating to me to right. see like two similar things be like, oh, these are both like sort of goofy. This uh, game reminded me a lot of Control in that sense. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Where it was just like unpolished. Control, I think, was not, not necessarily unpolished. It was just it needed to be on something more powerful than this. But like, you, then you play like something like Gears of War Five, and I didn't have like those issues. But like, and it, that's a better looking game as well. But like, you play Control on PC, and it's like totally fine. Well, that yeah, but like that, but like it can be optimized. It can it be optimized, but like optimized. also Control looks ridiculous on PC. I'm, like it I'm, is well, on yes, another yes. scale. Well, yes, I like that. so. I yeah, I think that it just it could not run what they mm. were trying to, especially with all the physics stuff yes. you do in Control. Like mm. it just oh boy. Mm. Then that's usually what shatters consoles at the end yeah, of the generation. Yeah. Is they're like, what if we made a physics game? And you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the last Just Cause game was ran like a trash factory. <laughs> well, the the most the last few just cause games haven't been much better so. no okay i am recording this slightly after the podcast just to say that this is the point where the spoilers for fallen order really start um after this we may say like hey we're gonna spoiler time but then before we actually get into that we start spoiling stuff so just stop right here if you don't want any spoilers at all and now back to the regular podcast Okay, so I got I got to talk about the ending of this game. So if you don't want to hear about the ending of Jedi Fallen Order, I would before don't listen we, to this. Before we do that, yeah, I would like to talk about I the moment I started to really like it was when you get that flashback of Order sixty six. Yeah, I that that moment really kind of hit hard for me. I was like, all right, this game's starting to come around to me. Interesting. And then you right after that is when you go to the or are you on that planet where you get the 
the where he like legitimately becomes a Jedi, basically. No, I think you get that scene on Dothamir when you meditate in the temple right. to try to get the holocron. Right. Which I okay. You meet that other Jedi as well, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a very confusing moment. Why? Well, like he had the the red lightsabers. Was he actually a Sith the whole time, or was he a Jedi? No, he he was broken. He, he became was... he became not good anymore. That where where I'm just kind of confused is where did he get the red lightsabers? He can get red kyber crystals. You can just get those anywhere on the planets. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, He's like I, the kyber crystals. I, it's like that's like a legitimate thing in like Star Wars where the it's not kyber that big. crystals are different colors. Yeah. I, I mean, he, but he probably, he could have had red lightsabers to begin with, I would assume. But, like, isn't that a Sith thing? I think they just use that as a, like, oh, they're bad. Okay. Because, I, I mean, like... I, 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 this is, like, Star Wars lore stuff. Yeah, but, like, but I mean, like, um, I don't know, like, it, to me it never made sense that all the Sith would have red lightsabers, but then, like, the Jedi could be, like, red, green, mm-hmm. cyan, magenta, purple, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. No, so, I, yes. I, he may have had those to begin with, I don't know, but he... Yeah, that was... Okay. I didn't realize how, like, easy it was to... Which, I mean, like, I know it happens in the game, but, like, I just thought that was, like, a weird game mechanic. No, they originally, I think they're drawn to their crystal, and then Mm. they find it and put it together, but he could have taken them from someone or something, which would make sense... Given how well unhinged he was, well, no, because of the lore of the the what the fuck are they called, Night Sisters? Oh, right, yeah. Because okay, spoilers for the Clone Wars, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku works with them mm-hmm. and basically says like, "Hey, we're gonna work together. We're gonna fight the Republic." Right, and they do that, and then he betrays them and kills most of them, and then tells them that it was the Jedi. Oh, <laughs> so. There were probably Sith that they killed on that planet or something that he she he could have taken the crystals from. Or he just had red lightsabers to begin yeah, with. Yeah, okay. So. Also, before we talk about the moment that Yeah, I, yeah. Can we just talk about how great BD-1 is? Yeah, BD-1 is a great character. Yeah. The dro- your little droid man? Yeah, like, he's a much better character than Cal. I don't know about that. Oh, really? That, yeah. That, wow. I, I mean, I think Cal is a fine character. I, I, he's okay. I thought he was bland. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you would have expected more from his performance. I don't like. It's nothing against the voice actor. It's just like that character did nothing for me. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, his whole story is enough for me to mm. pull through. And I don't then know. He it does just... stuff at the end, and like the way he mm. interacts with people, I think is fine. I don't know. It just something didn't click for me. Okay. But yeah, I loved BD One. Like BD1. yeah, BD One is a very good character. Yes. Yes. Um. So the ending of that game. Mm. Spoilers, you can just stop listening to the podcast now because we'll, well end it like, right after this. I feel like we've spoiled quite a bit up until this point. Well, but nothing yeah. else matters until the end. I guess, yeah. Like, there is a guy with red lightsabers. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But the, also, the everyone has a red lightsaber that you fight against. Mm. So. Oh, yeah, like all the sisters. And yeah, like literally everyone has a red lightsaber, so. Mm-hmm. Um, at, the, at the end, you basically go to a imperial base mm-hmm. because the thing the the macguffin that you were looking for the entire game it was taken from you in the moment that you received it and so you are supposed to go and fight this 
Sith lady named Trilla, who you find out earlier in the game, which that's the thing we didn't spoil that probably matters the most, is that Seer, the Jedi that you are with in the beginning of the game that closes herself off from the Force, it was her apprentice that they then tortured and basically made them into these Sith Inquisitors. Um, and it's weird that you only fight the second and the ninth sister, yeah. but there are a bunch of other ones. They're presumably, I don't know, maybe you fight those in the next game or something. But... I didn't love that fight with the ninth sister. It was a weird one. But I really liked that bird. The bird was cool. The bir- yeah, I the bird was friends was cool. with the. I made friends with the bird. <laughs> um, but you, but you basically get there, and the final boss fight is you fighting Trilla. Right. Which I died to a billion times because that fight is actually wicked hard. That is definitely the hardest thing in the game, which I guess it should be, is the final boss fight. But I beat it, and I had a moment of panic because I was like, oh my god, I used all my back to tanks, yeah, and now I'm going to have to fight someone else. So basically, you beat her, and then... Darth Vader comes up from behind her. Well, you like hear the, you hear his breathing. Yes, and you're like, and I was just like, oh fuck. Yeah. Of course he would be here, and so he basically tells her like, yo, you're a failure, and then he kills her like no remorse. Right. And then is basically like, hey man, I'm gonna get this Jedi holocron MacGuffin from you. Bring it on and. I was so glad that it was not a fight and that it was a cutscene because I think they do a good job of showing how insanely strong he is right. in comparison to literally every other person in that world because like I can't even properly describe how they make him seem so strong but it's just like he is going to destroy us instantaneously. Well, yeah, like, you're, like, trying to do, like... Yeah, like, you try to throw things at him with the Force where, like, you see Cal putting effort Mm -hmm. into it and he just, like, fucking, like... Like, he's stopping a slam dunk with zero effort. (laughs) Just, like, annihilates you. Or you try to hit him with your lightsaber. Oh, my God. Actually, before I continue on, that was my favorite moment in the entire game when Trilla is trying to smash your lightsaber and he just puts the lightsaber down and she swings through to nothing and then loses balance. Mm -hmm. Fucking pro Mm -hmm. moves. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I just remember thinking when he walked out, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. But I know I'm not gonna beat him. Like because like yeah because well because you couldn't. But yeah. it was just like many games would do that where you fight him and then he gets a certain point of health and you just run away. Right. But they they don't even do that. Like he just starts basically killing you. Yes. Seer comes in because she reconnected herself to the Force and she tries to help you. And even though she's technically way stronger than you and is also using a red lightsaber, yeah, but uh, she just stole that from Trilla. She did, but still. They, she can't do anything. And right. then the the point where they're in the hallway and she is basically going to be like, hey, the only way that I can do this is to give in to the dark side. And so she starts doing some dark side moves. And then Darth Vader does his usual thing where he's like, all right, give in to the dark side. <laughs> but then Cal brings her back by saying some dumb thing that I can't even remember. And basically to escape... They shatter the window because they're in a, it's an underwater base, and he pulls her out, and they swim out. And Darth Vader can't follow them because he has to use the Force to stop the water right. from flooding the whole base, and that probably would have killed him in theory. 
but I just there are so many cool things like he just like tears shit in half and like is just like an unstoppable force yes and I think that that is really cool because one you don't fight him two it just gives like oh shit we mm, we can't fight this right and so then I think that gives more weight to the ending where the whole fucking plot was to get this holocron that has a list of Force-sensitive people Kid. in it. Specifically kids. Specifically kids, so that they could, in theory, train them to be the new Jedi Order. Right. And Cal cuts it in half with his lightsaber and basically just says, we should let the Force guide them, which is, like, one of the corniest things I've ever heard. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, you just saw the guy right. who would now be coming after them, killing them, and he would have zero problem killing them and right. you and everyone else. Zero remorse, zero issue, you would all be dead. Well, the other interesting thing is, like, clearly Seer knew something about Darth Vader. Yeah. But, like, Cal clearly had no, no Well, yeah, idea. because he was, like, it, fucking six years old and lived on this planet forever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in hiding. Yeah. And like, yeah. So it was just, it was a super cool moment. Normally, I would hate that kind of thing where they just, like, oh, we got to throw it into Star Wars. Right. But, like, they didn't, I, I don't know, like, he wasn't such a huge major part of the plot that it was, like, he was the whole purpose for it. Right. Like, the whole purpose was that the empire destroyed the remaining jedi like mm -hmm. that's why i can't think of the guy's name the one that allied with the night sisters oh, to like yeah. get their power and then became a sith because he he essentially asks you earlier on like you should join me i can train you and we can like tap into the dark side and we can we can start over and right. we can be the ones that rule the world and Cal realizes, like, whoa, you dumb, and mm -hmm. this is fucked up. Your mind is too far gone. Right. That fight is also sick. He uses two lightsabers separately. And then that the ending of the fight is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and then, like, when the Night Sister finally realizes that, like, whoa, we were lied to right. and slaughtered by the Sith, you're actually pretty cool. Like, I saw a lot of people say they didn't like Marin as a character, but, like, I, she, I think, did a phenomenal job of being that, like, weird, I don't have true emotions. Yeah, she was fine. Character, yeah. I, I, God, I hope she's in the next game. I hope they make another one of these. Um, Once again, I think she had a better story arc than Kel. I mean, in theory, she did. But that also is because there is a lot more to her character right. from external media than right. no, what I realize he has that, going on. Like, yeah. And yeah, she's just like upset that her whole race was killed, basically. Mm -hmm. And oh man, you see that one dead guy who's just Darth Maul? It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I they especially the second half of that game, I think, does a good job of just like, I, I don't know, telling the story of a Jedi from a different angle as opposed mm -hmm. to like, we are the ultimate saviors of the universe. We are going to set balance to the force. And like they even say a couple times like, maybe balance isn't inherently good. Right. Like, if you read all the logs from the ancient alien race, the Zepho, they talk about how they no longer, like, believed that balance was the true way, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Um, so, so all that stuff is kind of cool. Mm. But yeah, man, Darth Vader, he gets them. Yeah, that was an awesome moment. That was a super cool moment. And I don't really have anything else to say now, I don't think. Yeah, I think I'm... I think that's it. I think I'm good. Yeah. 
So we will be back in two weeks. Yes, right after the Game Awards. Is it right after the Game Awards? Game Awards is Thursday and our podcast is Friday. Interesting. That's cool. World exclusives. Get ready. That'll probably be, well, that'll be news, I guess. Yeah, that'll be all news, unless we want to just do it all, just part three. Well, because we could also just trash on what they pick, Mm. because I have a feeling I will not be pleased with the choices (laughs) for most categories, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. Man, we had been doing good. We were at two and a half hours for weeks and weeks, Uh, and then we, we went over. And this week, it was a lighter news week. Which it we, was. We which just we, talked about games yes. and... Well, we talked an hour about the Game Awards, basically. That's true, yeah. And then, yeah, we basically spent an hour Game Awards, an hour, hour and a half, maybe even games. And yeah. Then, and, then, and then we did dive a little deep into this as well. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, that's the point of this part three. It is, yeah. So. So with that, that'll do it for us. We will catch you again in two weeks. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out and check us out in two weeks. Peace. <laughs>